Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. bombardment of excitement is set for fall brawl with two title matches and two main events two men rick flair and arn anderson have carried each other through many battles in this conflict they will be on opposite sides of the firing line verbal assaults have battered and bruised their relationship the lines have been drawn they will meet in hand-to-hand combat in the match you always wanted to see but never thought you would in this fall brawl. The war zone will be lowered. The perimeter is permanent. Escape is impossible. When WCW World Champion Hulk Hogan and his maniacs, Randy Macho Man Savage, Sting, and the new recruit Lex Luger, who's returned from behind enemy lines, will be sent to the front to battle the members of the Dungeon of Doom. The Taskmaster commands Ming, the face of terror, Zodiac, yes, no, Kamala, the Ugandan warrior, and Shark to attack at will in the ultimate fighting arena at Fall Brawl in the War Game. Welcome to an explosive night of action. It's the Cultaholic Classic Nitro watch along this week. Yeah, no review, just just doing a watch, just watching along. We Tom. did one whole review. And then we went straight into a watch along. Yeah. <laughs> the frantic, frantic nature. Dub C dub. Dub C dub. It's the best at this point. I'm Tom Gamble. I'm with WCW boy Sam Driver. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's shouting yay for that, but hello, how are you all doing? Did you have a lovely bit of time off? Oh mate, it was great, but at the same time it was kinda, you know, when you come back and it's like I don't feel like I've had any time off at all. You sort of blinked and all of a sudden you kind of sit back down on the desk and it feels exactly the same as the day you left. It was like, oh right, okay, get the head in the game, Sam. Come on. How do we overcome that? Uh, well, I, I tried my hardest, so I didn't watch any of the wrestling, despite the fact that it was some of the best wrestling going. It was some very good wrestling. Uh, I, I got off Twitter. I, I just tried to stay off everything as best I could. but uh, And alas, you just couldn't quite get no, a shot no, of the wrestling bug. No, I, I think it was... Uh, I think it's just sort of intrinsic, isn't it? It's just mm. sort of you, you you can you can turn it off, but you can't turn it off forever. It'll always you'll never leave. Sneak back <laughs> in. It's always like, oh, I should quickly just check the work chat. Just make sure nothing bad's happened. Just oh. just, and then you feel bad for it, don't you? Yeah, because because so you're seeing like the whole place on fire as Tom what, in, on the Patreon just did just. It's it's not so much that it's just the like I'm sat there going, what am I doing? 
Yeah, like you I'm supposed be to be off. Holiday. I'm supposed to be sat painting miniature figures. I'm <laughs> supposed to be sat doing nothing. And you're pulled back in. Yeah. You never leave. No, that's it. <laughs> you never just, leave. Just, you know, it, it's, it's all right. That's not like, you know, it's not the worst, jo- <laughs> worst thing in the world, the worst <laughs> job in the world by any means. That's what I always sort of quantify it with if I end up looking at work stuff whilst I'm off is that, you know, it could be like down a mine. It could yeah. be, you know, pulling, uh, p- popping piles in... In yeah, squirrels' I could, have, I could still have people trying to get refunds off me at the cinema despite watching the entire film because they didn't enjoy it. Oh wow, that yeah. was a thing. Oh, every day, mate. Yeah, and if you um, if you complain hard enough, you usually get vouchers. But at the same time, I was stood there like, no, like if you've got a problem with this film, go take it up with Universal. You've watched <laughs> the whole thing. You wouldn't like eat three quarters of a steak and go, nah. But people do that too, don't they? It's so, true. It is true. But hey, look. It's just a little bit too little bit too raw for me. Okay, well, you ate three quarters of it. Yeah, I just didn't like it. Can I get my money back? <sighs> people. <laughs> anyway, you can't say raw because this is nitro. This no, is it is. Dub Sorry, C- it's just a little dub. bit nitro. It's a li- <laughs> my steak's a little bit nitro. <laughs> it's just every single thing is just a horrible sound effect. From the, They put it down on the table. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> Let's crash Bandicoot with Ed Nitro cards. Thank you. Uh, we're going to watch. <laughs> I can do Tupperware boxes clapping together. Go on. Is that what it is? It sounds like Tupperware boxes in a cupboard banging together. I'm sure I heard that noise coming out of my, <laughs> my parents' bedroom when I was younger. <laughs> Um, Just sort in the Tupperware, mate. Tupperware of course, pie. That's what my mum said. After. Yeah. Uh, and then Mike came along. Um, so we're going to watch uh, a classic WCW pay per view in the timeline. We've hit Fall Brawl 1995 War Games. War Games. And arguably war the greatest games. War Games you've ever seen. It's this is this is a landmark. <laughs> it's a this landmine. Is a, a, this is a. It is a landmine. This is a landmark event in. I can swear on this, Connor. Yeah, yeah. Of course you it's a landmark can. event in shit wrestling history. <laughs> and I often say this: there is nothing better than a bad night at the wrestling. But mm. trust me, if I was in attendance at the venue that night, I would probably be asking for my money back. Just to go back to <laughs> go back to that. Uh, this is this is legitimately this is a, a cornerstone of shit wrestling history, mm-hmm. and we're going to watch it together. Yes. So here's what you need to do: you need to come jump onto the WWE Network or Peacock, whatever iteration you have of WWE streaming services. Peacock. And uh, I can't wait for it to come over here and be called Pigeon. Nah, we're going to be on like some, you know how there's 5 million streaming services now? Mm-hmm. It'll be like, Raw's on this one and SmackDown's on this one. And, and then oh. at the end of the month, you're paying 90 quid to watch like five hours of wrestling. Could you imagine? I hope they put NXT 2.0 on Hey You. I kind of just hope they go to to a very accessible... Or they just keep the network going. That'd be nice. I, I'm sure. I'm sure because Peacock... what's, what's going to happen when they leave NBC? Mm, unceremoniously nev- kicked off Peacock. That's a good shout, actually. What if they do? Does the network? Just I mean, there'll be dissolve? deals. There'll be like a right. You know, we're we're going to be working with you till this year. And if they're not going to renew, they'll probably be like, okay, guys, we're not renewing you, or guys, we don't want to stay with your network. And they'll kind of work out a plan. But they're currently being sued for the the architecture of the network, aren't they? So they are it, it's, it's just getting spicy. Everybody, everything's getting spicy. So enjoy the network while you but anyway, have it. Nineteen ninety five. What came out in nineteen ninety five? Let's have a quick. Uh, Mister Frosty was probably around. Mister Frosty was um, a prominent toy from nineteen ninety five. Well, this particular week in the wrestling, yeah. uh, I can tell you uh, from the charts that over here in the UK, Michael Jackson was number one with "You Are Not Alone." 
Okay. Uh, let's have a look at... Um... Uh, also, uh, I can tell you that in America, Coolio's Gangster's Paradise was number one as well. Now, uh, apparently Hackers, Showgirls, Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, Empire Records, Seven, The Usual Suspects, Net, uh, let's have a look, GoldenEye, Crimson Tide, Batman Forever, what a year! La Hen, La Hen came out in '95. La oh, Hen, man, La Hen. It's a it's a French film uh, about uh, three lads who are just kind of street guys, uh, and they come across a police officer's gun. They come into possession of a police officer's gun. Oh, and they're angry young, like city kids city that dwellers. have something to prove. And it's this i It's a film that kind of studies the idea of hatred through the eyes of these three people and how hatred only breeds hatred. On the opposite end of the spectrum, this week in the box office in the States, number one is To Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. Oh, wonderful. One you know? Yeah. There you go. It's a movie boy. I thought you might appreciate that a little bit. Sorry, I just went off on French cinema there and had a moment. I oh. think we should make it a regular thing where we Matthew look at what was big. Kasowitz as well as a director. I was going oh. to say Matthew Kasowitz is... And he's is an Amelie. Très bien. Oh. I loved his work in Ratatouille. Uh, it's arguably the, the highlight of French cinema. Uh, let's take a look at... Okay, so Network, 4 more 1995. Yeah, so, yeah uh, wrestling again. <laughs> oh, don't worry about that. We did... We tend to watch alongs tend to be most things other than the wrestling you're watching. Find 4 more 1995 on the WWE Network or whatever you've got. We'll give you a second to do that right now. Welcome back. Sam Driver, are you ready to watch Fallbrook 1995? Yes, I am. I just want you to know that uh, Hurts Alive by Ramstein also came out around Hurts, this time. Hurts Alive. One Hot Minute by the Red Hot Chili Pepper. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Nice! Take Me Higher by Diana Ross. Ball Breaker by ACDC. <laughs> not a good album. Sonic Youth had an album out. Well, anybody? No, no, no. Emma Lou Harris. Oh, Nola by Down was released. Banging album. Bit of Stone the Crow. On, oh. go, on go, we will watch Full Born 1995 while Sam reads his music. On go. Three, two, one, Gold go. Timeless. Nice. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Keep telling us more whilst people appear at the side of a brick wall. Uh, let's have a look. Incidentally, it shows them behind like sandbags, like they're going to war. Yet yeah. their opponents are opposite each other. Hence the meaninglessness of the sandbags. 
Right. Yeah, it, it's it's uh you know it's just got to get the theme. It's got to get a flavour of war Mate. over, doesn't it, Tommy? It's it's like set dressing. It's a uh, mise en scène. We're watching an Arn Anderson. Yes, we are. Now, yes. th- what I was saying earlier. Feral on Anderson. This is this is a landmark in shit wrestling, but it's a landmark in shit wrestling for one thing and one thing alone. The rest of the card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's but, it's but, not it's not you know it's not like a you know all timer, but. Arn Anderson it's is very all... much the zeitgeist at the moment. Yeah, though. it's not all shite. Shooting basically. people from a stealer's car. <laughs> <laughs> and going into people's gardens and burning their clothes. Feral <laughs> Arn Anderson is unstoppable yes, at the moment. Absolutely. Like the, the man is the man is experiencing such a career. It's so good. Genesis. It's so good. I genuinely think if you oh, John Tenter. Put him in there with Omega and just let him shoot. Oh, but just not literally done. Not literally on. <laughs> Put it down on. I thought you said this was shoot wrestling. I thought you said was shooting. On, come on now. Don't pull out your Glock. I left the Glock at home, boys. I've just got my 50 cal with me today. And he just pulls out the most unwieldy gun he can. Got my 50 cal. He pulls out a bag of crisps. Why is it whenever Tony Schiavone is opening a show? I know it's because the crowd was loud, but like. It's it's the exact. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the event. The 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 trick is to to ebb and flow it. You start off high. This is it. You 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 bring it down and then you build it up again. My cadences are doing my head in at the minute because I've got better at it, but I'm now on a plateau. I'm at a sticking point where everything I do is I go. Well, it's and I always good that you acknowledge it. And it's, so it's, I'm trying to end up, but then I sound like an Australian because I sound confused. <laughs> so I go up at the end of all the sentences like that. Mm. And it, like when you go up at the end of sentences, then it starts to sound a little bit confusing and a little bit like you're not quite. And I'm sort of ah, oh, really trying. The trick is to not to, to to not just accept that when a sentence ends, your your wording has to end yeah, either. The flow As we has just to saw be just there. then, That's I the stopped thing. and started a sentence yeah. and the flow was much better. Yeah. So you just have to treat it like it's all <gasps> one run on sentence. We're starting it's with our Brian. boy, Brian Pillman. And who's he going up against? Who's he going up against, Tom? I can oh. see him right there. I'm excited. Are you excited? Now I you am. ready for a frisbee? This you ready match, for a frisbee? This match is, again, another, another, another synonymous match, if I remember correctly. This, uh, I, I, it's... It's going to be a, a memorable night if you're watching along. It's going to be a memorable night. Nothing nothing like, you know, classic, mm. but it's going to be a very memorable night. Now, I think we'll probably dig deeper into this, but... No frisbees, but he's got his confetti stick. It's Mark Merrow. It's Johnny B. Bad. He's, got, he's, he's in a bad mood with two Ds as well. I'm in a bad-a-da mood. Bad-a-da mood. Is this a match that had some political ramifications backstage? I have no idea. Because I seem to recall a story yeah. about a match that featured Brian Pillman in which the old boys went, oh, these young'uns think they're so good and they can go out and wrestle. We'll go out there and wrestle for half an hour to start the show. And they went, all right, cool. <laughs> went out and did it. So they did. <laughs> like they were going to show them up. It's like what we'll the show old boys them. wanted anyway. Less time for them to work, but they're still going to make the same money, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, yeah. there is there Flair's is that. Gonna get Frisbee! Paid. Oh, here we go. Get the Frisbee on the go. Come on. Hey! Somebody when? got nailed in the face for that. And another. Uh, it's a green one this time, everybody. Everybody loves green. Come on. <laughs> Who wants it? You want it over there? Oh, and I hit the <laughs> corner. 
what a dick. <laughs> Mark, Mark, Mark. That's the most humiliating thing that'll ever happen to you in a wrestling ring. <laughs> if you wanted a good analogy for this show as well. <laughs> that frisbee. There's a lot of a lot of catchphrase starts confusion with, here. Starts with such promise. <laughs> <laughs> Bounces off the wall. It's the dirt. No one cares. When you're hot, you're hot on the back. I'm in a bad mood on the top of the bad blaster. Yeah. Lest we forget it was called oh, a bad oh, blaster. Oh, he's ready to shoot at you. Oh. All over the place. Little spooter. All over the faces of the people at ringside. It's, and, and what they are is WCW contracts. <laughs> <laughs> this is how the NWO gets this to be so how- big. Horace Hogan was nine in the audience there, but he caught that yeah. bit of paper and he just immediately grew. Buffer, they're paying for the whole night. Normally they just do they not normally just bring him out for the main event of the evening. He'd be charging per match. He would it was quite spotty. I don't know if if it was due to other obligations or whatever, but yeah, they'd they'd always try and have him simply because he is the voice, right? Mm. But um It's expensive though. Yeah, it's very expensive. And this will have been around the time I think that he managed to secure the trademark on Let's get ready to rumble. Let's get ready to rumble. So this is when he starts to make major, major money. But he is also a celebrity. He's kind of, he was like a pseudo celebrity for a while because he was in there with famous people. But I mean, I remember this had come on the house and my dad would just be like, eh, and we just let him talk. It was a spectacle in itself. He's great, and, and he deserves the big bucks. Yeah. He is very good, but they are big bucks, mm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's, I've never met him, but I've met the guy who used to do Sky Sports in the 90s. And that Ooh. was that was a big one because he has like an amazing voice. And he talks with that voice in everyday life. And it was like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. What was his name? Was I can't he... remember. He has that very sharp voice. He would, it, did it he would do the continuity through. for Sky Sports? I don't know. This is Sky Sports. Yeah, he did all that. Sky Sports. What? What all that the world of. is watching. <laughs> a part of the Sky Television Network. Oh, I remember that. I felt quite yeah. scary when they said that for some reason. It'd be like me in the, the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> <laughs> for over 50 years, the revolutionary force. In... <laughs> Here we go. Off to the races. Off to the races. Flying Brian. Mark Mera at this Sparkly point. Mark. So, uh, Brian, uh, feeling a bit sad this particular week mm-hmm. in the wrestling because uh, his mate has just been let go from WC Dub. Yes. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, as he will he? become. Who's he? A nobody. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Yeah, he's going to go to ECW for a bit and disappear. Mm-hmm. Should, I'm glad we FedExed him that uh, <laughs> that contract. No point in calling him in. Would he just have to pay for a flight? Williams is up the road. God, Bischoff is a genius. <laughs> <laughs> but he'd been, uh, he'd, he was suffering from, he was he had neck surgery. Yes. He hadn't been yeah. in a great way. So Yeah, I mean, the, the company, had, the company had reason enough to think that they weren't going to be requiring his services or wouldn't be able to do anything with him, but still, the way they fired him was pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's one that will come back to haunt them. Oh, in a big way, in a very big way. What I love about this week is that, like, we've only just started the Classic Nitro review, but two major events are occurring mm. that, are, that are sort of setting the wheels in motion for the end. Yes. <laughs> Which is Steve Austin, now a free agent, uh-huh. and uh, Warner and, and AOL... And time all talking. Oh, yeah, getting ready to buddy buddy, aren't they? Yes. Now, at the time of this show, the deal hasn't been signed yet, but the negotiations are going very well uh, to merge AOL, Time, Warner. Oh, and they're going to have some big money contracts. Mm. 
for you to do absolutely nothing with. Mm. Go sit at home if you want. Sometimes they'd hire you accidentally and then you'd just sit at home anyway. Did, have you ever had it so you were paid just to sit at home? Um, no. I, I, at, at the last place, I figured I, I would have been sent home, but I, I didn't. I had work obligations to fulfill still mm. uh, after kind of the word got out. Uh, mm. that we were leaving etc but yeah, that was the closest I think I ever came to being kind of sent to work from home without working oh, I'm, with <laughs> I'm with you I'm with yeah. you if you had to have a hair style if you had to have a hair what the fuck can was I, that can I if have, you had a to hair, have a hair please? if you had to have a hairstyle out of the two guys going on here would you be more Fly and Brian or would you be more Johnny Be Bad am I, am I having this hair in 1995 you're having this hair now Oh, in this day and age, yes. I'll probably go um, Mero then. Obviously, I want to. Stand yeah, this out. is it. Like <laughs> uh, I was about to say, I, I I guarantee you that if Steph was here right now, she'd be like, "I'm gonna give you a mullet," and that would be it. And I'd be coming You'd into work a with mullet. a mullet. I'm not having a mullet. You'd suit a I'm mullet. not having a mullet, Tom. Le mullet. Don't, don't, don't. As the French film directors call them. <laughs> I'm gonna continue to drop weight, and then I might grow my hair out again. We'll see. Ooh. But then I'm gonna have to have long, silvery hair. Is this and you planning look your look for your thirties? I really probably shouldn't have long hair in my thirties because you know how judgmental people are. But at the same time, I'm past giving a fuck about exactly. what people think. That's the glory of hitting your thirties. Yeah, you stop giving a fuck. So it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe grow my hair back out. Uh, the only issue I have with it is it's too straight, man. My hair's far too straight. I could never have hair as like wild as Brian Pillman's or even Mero's. There, well, it's just like I could I could wet it right, wash it, leave it a tangled knotted mess, and come to work, and within two hours it'll just be like. Oh, as if I've straightened it. Nice. You, it's we all, crap, man. We it's all, awful. Well, no, Your hair I, does not. It just goes whoop, straight down. We all discovered the true limitations <laughs> of our hair last year when all the when all the hairdressers shut during lockdown. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. And I learned that mine doesn't grow down. Mine grows out. Yeah, so I've got my hair so straight that initially it just goes whoop, yeah. until it's like, it looks like an exploded couch. And then it'll just start weighing down under its own oh, weight. But mine doesn't have the gravity moment. Mine just keeps going. You've got to keep going. You've got to push through. I had no choice. Your hair will. Like, <laughs> For sure. But your hair will like kind of slow down and slow down. But the, the more you kind of grow it, mm. you've got to kind of trim it every now and then. Mm. But uh, anyway, back to the match. <laughs> How close did you come during lockdown to just getting a razor and just... Oh, never. Never, oh, never, 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 never. I, I can't. I, I could never shave my head, man. That would be just bad. Apparently they did it once when I was little and my head is not suited to being shaven. Oh. That means I've got a lumpy old head. Oh no! And a big head as well. My head is is like the size of a, a, a football on steroids. All right, hey on. So yeah, it's kind of like you know I've I've got a giant head, so giant and lumpy. I'll just look like something out of like you know the hills have eyes. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants that. <laughs> I'm already halfway there anyway. <laughs> Halloween coming up. <laughs> just shave my head. Nice. Yeah. One for the Bobby the brain healing for president. Uh, at no point. Oh yes. Bobby was not running for president at this point. Bob Backlund was though. Oh, Bob Backlund, <laughs> the nation's grandpa. <laughs> he was giving a serious uh, thought to a run uh, at uh, the, the the White House. Have you seen uh, you seen the videos of him like now, like in his seventies, just clearing a tree stump from his yard? And he picks up this thing that weighs as much as a smart car, like it's nothing, and just throws it on the back of a truck. Just an absolute beast. <laughs> it's God. got like one under each arm, and they both weigh more than a washing machine. And it's like, what? You're like tiny. Is he married? 
I, I have no idea. Is he like a permanent uh, bachelor like Cliff Richard? He's somebody that, like, if, if, I, if I ever had the chance, I bet Bob Backlund would be an amazing pint. Just, like, yeah. sit and have a pint. Just one pint and a chat. I oh. bet he'd make that last hours. It'd be good fun, wouldn't Until it? Until you're absolutely trolley and he's still sat there nursing <laughs> that Guinness or whatever. <laughs> On his 78th Guinness, it just yeah. hasn't touched the sides. <laughs> Backlund, how do you, you put him away? Like this, and then he locks me in a sleeper, and that's it. I'll never see him again. <laughs> I made a decision. I'm off the booze until the end of the month. I'm trying, uh, I'm but doing... I, I, every now and then it's just, oh, I just want a beer. And yeah. I'm just like, sometimes there's like a bottle in the fridge, and I'm like, oh, I'll, have a quick, I'll have a quick beer. See, I'm but resisting them all. I'm trying to limit, like, I'm not going to drink more than, than two. Mm. I've, I've decided if I'm going to drink, and I'm not going to drink more than one night a week if I can help it. Okay. So I'm going to probably go full bore stopped well, that's but what I'm doing. Late. I'll probably go from like, you know, like... <laughs> the 20th. <laughs> the 20th to the 20th of next month. <laughs> that's all right. I need to do it. So I normally do, I normally do Sober October. I started a few days late because I went home for the weekend. Yeah. Uh, but I've started it now just because I, I make an agreement with my liver that uh, I'll not drink in October and I'll take January off. Yes. If we can just go hell for leather at Christmas. <laughs> Christmas, yeah. I, I, uh, I used to have one of those yard glasses. Oh. Uh, and what I would do at Christmas is I'd get like a new video game. So like the year Skyrim came out, right? Mm. I had Skyrim. I had the downstairs TV because fuck everybody else because I've got <laughs> Skyrim. Uh, and I had a yard glass that I then filled with booze. And then I got the longest crazy straw I could find, propped it up next to me, uh, and then just sat in a beanbag and drank and played Skyrim nice. for about eight hours. I was in a bad way because I just had. I think my brother just kept topping it up for me, so I was just like, <laughs> "Does it just, will it just not get like quite like flat near the yeah, bottom?" Yeah, you, you kind of you got to drink it like a, you know not. I mean, and a straw's not really yeah, gonna. Yeah, the straw kind of helps with with it going flat and drinking it quicker. You want to crack on with drinking it a little bit. Well, that's it, you know. Just and then, what's the point of of you know having all that beer unless you've got like four liters of beer next to you? You know. There you is well that. Have, you never know when you're going to need it. What if a dragon beats me? I'll be so sad. <laughs> I need to drink four pints. I need comfort. <laughs> comfort from beer. Oh, no, I've got to drink four pints. Don't worry. There's still 15 pints left in it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have those relatives that always, without fail, get you beer at Christmas then? Uh, no. I, my dad will occasionally pick me up something fancy. I tend to be... like I'll go to like Phoenix and get myself some nice booze. I, uh, I always... I think December 23rd, I usually go and get new pyjamas, uh, a nice bottle of whiskey from Phoenix, and a few beers. Nice. So, yeah. I like your Christmas routine. I, I am, and it's going to shock people if they don't know this, because I'm a miserable, miserable asshole. Uh, but Christmas is just the best. I go, the second December 1st hits, I'm a different person. <laughs> All of the joy that I get for the year comes out then. <laughs> but it has to wait until December 1st. Well, you won't, November you 25th. There you go. You know, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't get the tree up till a month before. I'm pretty sure I put the tree up like in October last year. Last year was because last year was miserable. yeah. Last year was miserable. <laughs> Christmas tree always brings me joy. Oh, but I put the tree up wrong. I did oh, it as a surprise no. for Alex. Turns out I did it wrong. Oh, did you put the thinner section at the bottom? I don't know what I did. I just knew it was like, and and bless her, she she for a couple of days sat with it and then yeah. just went. I'm sorry, we've got to redo the tree. I can't look at it for another oh, two months. Oh, yeah. See, I, I'm shit at decorating, like, on my own. I'm terrible at it. Mm. So I, I just don't know how to get things sort of aesthetically laid out properly. But, uh, yeah. I still don't know what I did, though. 
I don't know what I did I, wrong. It's it's best in those situations to just admit defeat, hundred percent, and help. <laughs> I'll just say I, I always found that like I don't enjoy I, I don't enjoy the process of putting the tree up. Alex really does, but that but I did it because like. You know, Alex was having a rough week. I was having a rough yeah. week. I'm just going to do that as a nice surprise. Yeah, a nice Alex, surprise. Come home. home and it's Christmas. Yeah, it was wrong. Um, but the, the year before, I think her mate had come round and I went, my gift is just to get out of the way whilst you're doing the tree. <laughs> so I'll be in the pub if you need me. <laughs> nah, get the playlist on and uh, get the tree built and get absolutely arsehole on mulled wine as you're doing it. Do you know how um, Kelly Clarkson's uh, song... Um, River became such a big Christmas hit. No. Because she signed a deal with Amazon, mm-hmm. whereby it was inserted into Christmas playlists. Yeah. Oh, so when God. you say Amazon or Alexa play Christmas songs. No. That's how you got that coming oh, up Christmas. They're cutting God. down trees. That's how shameful. Mm. Shameful. I mean, shameful, but also genius. Genius, but shameful. <laughs> it's like when, when uh, Jack was telling me a story about like they're waiting on this Christmas classics like you know countdown on tv mm. and it's like mariah carey's hosting it and it's this big countdown to what's number one gonna be and she's like it's of course my big christmas classic oh. the one i released three years ago and she just didn't put all i want for christmas is you in and it was like what and he was like we waited half an hour for that and it didn't happen and you're putting a crap new one in what are you doing oh hold on we've got we're obligated to oh and Mero Nelly jumps to the outside and 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 Pillman's getting back in but so yeah, Mariah Carey uh, Mariah Carey <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> all I want for Christmas is you come on uh, she'll have a number one in the charts next week on our watch along as fantasy gets released where do you stand on stop the cavalry um probably the windpipe no um I t- <laughs> I like it. It's As my a, favorite Christmas yeah, song, I think. But people are like, no, and it wasn't supposed to be a Christmas song. I know it wasn't, but it is, so fuck off. They say, wish I was at home for Christmas. Therefore, yeah. it becomes a Christmas song. And they song. added the horns, you know. Yeah, they did horns. I like those songs. I like, uh, I mean, Jonah, Jonah Lewis Up the Cavalry is a, is yeah. a classic. Uh, and it makes you feel very festive. But I like those songs that shouldn't be Christmas songs, but are Christmas songs. By, by virtue of like E17, Stay Another Day. Yes. They just add sleigh bells at the end. Yeah, and they kind of shoot the video in black and white and add a little snow effect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like that sort of stuff's great. Like, I love that. But I, I struggle to think of any truly great Christmas songs released recently after our childhoods ended, I guess, you know? Because um, the 90s was so, like, brilliant for manufactured stuff. When we had the rise of Michael Bublé, but now he is a Christmas album machine. He is indeed. He is a festive monster. Um, I would offer to you The Darkness, Don't Let the Bells oh, End. Oh, God, yeah. Well, that's a banger. It was yeah. 2000, wasn't it? Yeah, that was there like, yeah, 2000, what, four, five? Um, Coldplay, Christmas Lights? Yeah. Okay. It's all right, yeah. isn't it? It's all I'll, right. I can see that, too. And all the John Lewis adverts. <laughs> Still to them. Where you just take take a. I take a song, I make it slow and plinky. <laughs> yeah, Find a it. very piano. breathy singer, piano and a breathy singer, and just take like "Rain and Blood" by Slayer. Just like <laughs> "Rain and Blood" from a lacerated sky. <laughs> Breathing destruction. Ding ding, wake up. Grab your coat, put on a little makeup. Rain it blood. Buy this sofa. <laughs> Will we get another John Lewis advert this year? Yeah. They do one every year, mate. It's marketing. Did they it? do it's one like last Phoenix year? Window. Yeah. 
They did, but it was like I think like most things last year, it had to be kind of either animated or yeah, uh, shot on Zoom. It was yeah. yeah. <laughs> We had fun with that. I hope you know everybody at home definitely did too watching me do like news and I'm going like, hello, here and welcome to the news. And a second later, my mouth goes. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we got through it. (laughs) And now we learn when it rains, we can work from home. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody has stayed at work, stayed at home because it rained. Johnny B. Bad fighting valiantly back to his feet only to get knocked down there by (laughs) Pillman. Um, you mentioned the Fennec window. Yeah. <laughs> so I know we're talking about wrestling, but you mentioned the Fennec window. Yeah. Uh, which is a bit, bit for those international uh, listeners, watchers of this um, bullshit. Um, <laughs> it's basically Newcastle's Selfridges. It's like our yeah. closest thing to a classic British Fennec department is, yeah. store. Yeah. And then at Christmas time, they have a, a window, which is like a diorama of something very yeah. lovely and uh, wholesome and maybe festive. The window's, what, like 20 meters long? And mm. it's quite big, so they always put yeah, this big, like, massive thing in, and it'll be themed, like, it'll be a Roald Dahl one, or it'll be uh, Thomas the Tank Engine, or, but it's always, like, Christmassy scenes. It was Wind in the Willows last year, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think it was BFG the year before that. Mm. Yeah. I think it was uh, Saw 2 the year before that. Yes, it was. I remember distinctly <laughs> the needle pit. You want to take a picture with the needle pit? <laughs> no, Mum, I'm scared. Go on, get in. Get in the needle pit. Go, Go on, on Roper. Go on. Did I tell you what Greg's uh, did the one year for the Fennec window? They reversed the sign. They reversed yeah, the I sign. I was, was two years ago, I think, wasn't it? Wow. It was perfect. So when people took photos of the Fennec window, you see a perfect Greg's logo in the yeah, background. The right way around. <laughs> like a watermark. <laughs> oh, God, God bless Greg's marketing. They opened a new Greg's in Newcastle recently. I don't know whether you spotted this. There's uh, a new one. There are, around the vicinity of my house, there are now one, two, three, and then within about a minute. Yeah, so if we say about a minute's walk from my house, there are one, two, three, four, five, nearly six Gregs. Is that all? Yeah. Just around the vicinity of my house within about a minute's walk. Wow. Do you, do you have and a, it's the best. Do you ever do Greg's like a little Greg's, a Greg's crawl? I would. Oh, that is an idea. There you go. Pub crawl, but Greg's. You got all the Greg's. You have to have at least one menu item that's different from the last Greg's, and you've got to eat all the menu items before you finish, and you have to drink a full bottle of wine between each Greg's. <laughs> and the wine finish, is a finish, bit of a devious caveat. The, you finish at the big Greg's though, the one just up top of the big market, on a yeah. Saturday night when it's got its bouncer and it's open till like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. 100% true. Not even Pissed lying. Pissed Greg's is the best. <laughs> Pissed Greg's. Because you look at McDonald's and the queue is just like hanging out the door around the corner. <laughs> it's like, fuck that. They're going to close any minute. And then you see Greg's just sat there with full, full heaters. And it's just like, look, look at all those sausage rolls and all those sandwiches. A a tray full of beige. And then you order like a horrible shame meal and it comes to like six quid. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah. Thanks, my (laughs) favourite. They opened one. I noticed it. I don't know how long it's been there, but they opened one at Newcastle Central train station. Yes. I don't think that was there last month. No, so there was a, uh, there's a Greg's, Opposite Central Station, but inside, I think it used to be a start like a mini Starbucks, and they've got a bigger one now. So they switched. It's like a little booth. Yeah, it's a, it's a Costa, and oh. they've split the Costa up. So Ooh, now there's a Costa okay. on either side. So either last side of the turnstile in that little like box, like mm. on its own kind of. You know that that one down by that. The yeah, another one you mean. Of... But I'm sure with the Costa that's been there for a while, they've now just chopped that 
And now there's two costas on either side of the turnstile. You can't cut through. No, no, you can't. Tried. Yeah. <laughs> you hit a wall. It's a bit yeah. like Portal. Uh, you can't get through. Uh, by the way, uh, these two have now been going for t- about 20 minutes. Yes, so about I 20 th- minutes. And I think this is the match where they went out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some they research. They went out and they uh, they proved them all wrong. Yeah, and they went, uh, go wrestle, you bird. Nero's in incredible shape here, like, isn't he? Yes. Oh, he's Just amazing. incredible shape. He looks like, from certain angles, if you catch him kind of like you see him from the back, he almost looks a bit like Kerry Von Erich in his, mm. in his build. He's amazing. He just looks he looks great. He really does. It's like alternate universe Sabu. Look at him. <laughs> just kind of rocking the mullet. <laughs> Being all like baby face. <laughs> I like I, I it's a good look though. Like there's like he's very much he's very like I say, I say very little Richard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> almost better when sweaty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, this is one that Bri- that Mark Merrow says is one of his favourite matches of all time. By the way, well, he would say that he's in it. All. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this he's... is one of my favourite podcasts of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point, well made. <laughs> I can't find anything about. It. I know it's. I know there's something about it. I think in the death of WCW book. Yeah. Whereby, like, they're just they're told, okay, right, go out and wrestle for ages. Then, yeah. And they go, all right, fine, all right, fine, we'll do it. Yeah. Why is <laughs> that a punishment? How, <laughs> how what weird mentality for that to be a punishment? So you guys realize on the indies, matches aren't six minutes long, right? <laughs> <laughs> but like you said at the beginning, I think it's true. Might have been a subterfuge from the other yeah, lads. It's kind of like got to go as yeah, long. Now. You guys can't go a half hour. Sweet, that shave five or four our matches. Pillman just Pillman's really in a weird place in WCW at this point where for a while they wanted just to bury him yeah because he wouldn't take a pay but cut then, then you couldn't really keep the lid on him because people just got too engaged mm. I'm about to sneeze apologies that's fine go for it you're ready for the jet engine here we go. am I am I here we go, here we go. Under the light. foot under the ropes I can't, I can't. foot under the ropes it's gone oh, oh that is the worst feeling was it it was Pillman that said to Oh, five, four, three, two, one. Well, this is how. Uh, three, two, three. Oh, no. Oh, something went a bit. I mean, I like what they were trying to do there. Yeah. Boo. I <laughs> was a 20 minute time limit. Look at them. Look at them. They're just having a great time. They're having a great time. They've just pushed themselves to the wire. 60 more minutes. Buffer's like, come on, mate. I want to get back in and have my moment. He's like, wait, wait, it's a 30-minute time limit. And he's like, oh, for God's sakes. I think it's weird that Buffer's doing all this. Sudden death. Sudden death. Sudden death. death. (laughs) First one to have a heart attack loses. (laughs) Over to Ark. Okay, that's exciting. They should have done that with Daniel Sutton. Sort of... <laughs> yeah, they, they shouldn't have done. They shouldn't have done. It's fine. Pillman was told to take a pay cut. He said no. And they said, if you don't give if you don't if you don't take a pay cut, we'll bury you. And he went, fine, I'll be the highest paid jobber you've got. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, this is it. At the end of the day, it's it's all about money. And while, you know, you do have to have a love for the industry to really succeed within the industry, I feel, mm. for a long time. I mean, 
anyway. You've got like, to make some you've, money. You've got to, if you want a long career, you've got to at least enjoy the business, right? Because otherwise you get in, you get out. Mm. But I, I just don't see how that's even an argument. It's like, it's Brian Pillman. Yes, you might not see much in him, but like you're paying him that much money for a reason. Mm. Do something with it. It's, it's funny when you look at it from the outside and you just go, well, people like him and react to him. I don't see what the problem is. Yeah. And then it's, it's these toxic political situations behind it when you get deep <laughs> into it. When, when channels like us just go deep into why this happens, it just it boggles the mind of any other... It's flicking through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages and at the bottom of the very last page, it's just Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> would, that, would that happen in, like, football? Where, like, you get a player, like... I don't know, like, actually, like, like Ronaldo, who is a brilliant player, but the manager doesn't like him, so never books him. I, I think he sits, sits on the bench. There are probably instances of this in real sports, but yeah. I mean, when you get to real sports, the, the money is so, like, you know, it's so ridiculous that I think you can't even begin to start doing that at an elite level. Mm. I mean, there'll be definitely disagreements within the team. You'll have younger players going, can I start this week? No, why not? I never get to start. And you're going to have to deal with all that. And there's going to be politics. There's always mm. politics involved with this sort of stuff. But it'll be interesting. No, Ronaldo, you didn't eat the key lime pie that my <laughs> wife made. <laughs> get out. <laughs> take that Take that Coca-Cola with you. It's all about <laughs> Go on. It's all about the key lime pie. <laughs> It's all about the key line pie. But this has been a nice start to what what a show that will very much be on a curve uh, this particular so week. So we, yeah, we're, we're kind of, we're approaching the station. Then we're going to leave the station. And then the track's going to pop to the Greggs or the, two, or the two door Costa. The track's going to start being less and less nailed down. It's mm. going to get a bit bumpy. And then we're just going to Thelma and Louise it. <laughs> off the biggest cliff yet in the world. Oh, sorry, sorry. Structure. The biggest structure yet in the world of professional wrestling. Do you know Greg's are doing pumpkin spice latte this year? Uh, are they? Yeah, I had one yesterday. I didn't think they were allowed. Well, I, I mean, like, like I thought Starbucks only own, did them. They, they don't own pumpkins and spice. I, sh- I should assume they did. They'll probably try to. Yeah. Nestle will buy it up if nobody else does. Nestle will have it, won't they? Yeah. I, Nestle, I just uh, assume that they had like copyright or whatever can, can on him. We, can we just talk about how Nestle's like evil? Yeah, why not? They're evil. It's, it's a watch we no one's here for the rest. We need to stop Nestle. <laughs> how do we do it? I don't know. I've got, we've got to stop a barrier. Buying, we've got to stop buying their bottled water. We got to just, They're just evil, man. They mm. like openly admit to using like, you know, almost slave labor and in some cases definite slave labor in the production of chocolate. It's are, like, are they what? the ones that said like, water isn't a privilege? Yeah, so if, if we want to go and privilege. steal all of the water from all of the lakes... There's nothing yeah. you can do about it, but you're going to pay for it. Yeah. like, water, like It's water, not a human right. Water's not a human right. <laughs> I think that's what they said. Nestle. Yeah. But they like, make... like an Austin Powers villain or something. But I do like Nesquik, so there's the problem. Yeah, this is the issue. <laughs> they produce so many things. They, but I do like a Kit Kat every so often. Oh. I'm partial what to a, a leap. Kit Kat. That was a lovely leap and a lovely Kit Kat. There's quite a few things like that where you think, oh, I should really not fund this evil corporation, but I do need cat food by 8 a.m. tomorrow. Yes. So, hello, Amazon, how you doing? I just just think they should be, they should just be, you know. But no one else can do it. Speed, they do it. (laughs) I just need, the thing is, I just, I'd forgotten to buy cat food and it's either my cat goes hungry (laughs) or I just use Amazon. Or I could go back into town admittedly, but I'm in my pyjamas now, Jeffrey. I'm just... (laughs) 
I'm in my pyjamas and I put my slippers on. <laughs> I've just started watching Netflix. I'd rather just use my phone. <laughs> He's looking hungry at me. If it wasn't so accessible, I would certainly boycott them. Oh, God, <laughs> which, yeah. is, which I think a lot of people will probably stand by this that is theory. It, like, but when you look at them, it's like they produce so much stuff. Two. Oh, and of course he kicked out. You're not going to put him away with that. Johnny. Johnny be bad. Johnny be rubbish. Am I right? Am I yeah. right? Am Johnny be bad at working out when it's okay to pin an opponent and definitely get a three. <laughs> Both of these guys will be in the WWF in 12 months. Uh, if not within 12 months, then both will definitely be there within two years. Certainly, um, oh, the man doing the Frankensteiner right oh. now. As we're close Ooh, to no. WrestleMania Does 12. Kick out. And the debut of the wild man, Mark Morrow, as Todd Pettingill erroneously oh, called him. I, the the Good thing effort. with Mero is, like, Vince wanted Johnny be bad, apparently. Right. Vince wanted that. And... Vince didn't realize that Johnny B. Bad wasn't Mero's property. So when he arrived, everything I've kind of heard on podcasts and stuff, when he arrived, it was like, well, I can't do that. And it was like, ah, right. Um, And then eventually Sable, Sable bombs him. And that's it. But that kind of goes against a lot of what Vince is about. Like, oh, you have an already established identity. But Vince, well, I'd like to keep it. But Vince adores Little Richard. Ah. And Vince wanted that kind of the, the frisbee throwing, you know, like the confetti. He wanted all that, apparently. But they just couldn't do it. So, oh, knocked him, crotched him. Oh. But, yeah, they, they eventually make him Mark Merrow. Uh, just straight up Mark Merrow, you know. Hard guy, boxer, uh, and then Sable comes in, and then that is the sort of beginning of the end. Is the but they kind of do a little. Oh my god, his <clears throat> arm landed square in the middle Jeepers. of that. They kind of do like a halfway house, yeah, with it with with Wildman Mark Marrow. Yes, where he kind of wrestles like Johnny B. Bad. This is it, but it doesn't quite resonate in the same way. Mm. And then and then he just becomes Mark Marrow. Yeah, boxing glove man. Yes, golden gloves, I believe. I want boxing's golden gloves. Oh, up and over and... <laughs> I believe that's called the bad day. Bad da da day. The bad da day. Bad da 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 day. Yeah, the bad da da mood and the bad da da day. Hey, buddy Landell fan in the crowd Sorry, there. That's, that's Landadell. Landadell. That was his Welsh brother, Landell. I hope we get SummerSlam in Cardiff. It'll be year. mental. It'd be brilliant. The atmosphere would be great. Just just for all the uh, all the all the London cabs and post boxes they have on the stage. We're here in Wales, in Wales England. <laughs> Can you imagine? Do it. Do it. <laughs> We're here from Wales, England. I had somebody once describe Cardiff as in England in an American video. They were talking about some cheese they bought. I said, this is this is cheddar cheese. It's from Cardiff, England, Southampton, where the Titanic was made. What? <laughs> I can't. That, that hurts me brain a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's proper weird. Like, especially when people just kind of throw those in. And it's mm. like, it's just like, what? And also, I mean, cheddar cheese is from cheddar. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's kind of like, I was saying this to Ross the other week when we were shooting something. There was a, I saw this thread on Reddit. It was like Ask UK. And it was an American who watches a lot of UK TV shows, dramas, comedies, period, like all that kind of stuff. You know, the, the, the gamut of British production. Um, 
and they were like, so you guys, um, you guys really go to the pub like more than a couple of times a month? And it's like, yeah. And they were like, but you guys like, like what? Are you not alcoholics? And it's like, yeah, because when I go to the pub, you know, three nights a week to meet my mates, I'm, I'm definitely drinking nine pints every night. <laughs> and they, they just couldn't get the concept of going to the pub as a social thing. No, they just don't do it. you can have like a beer and maybe a shandy and a Pepsi. But it, it's just like, no, you drink to get drunk. It's, it's just weird. <laughs> but then like in How I Met Your Mother, yeah, they're in the bar all the time. Yeah. All the time. God, I can't believe that this thing happened. Whatever they talk about, I don't. I don't listen. There and you go. Badder with the victory. What a match, cha cha cha. Yeah. Even the bells dinging twice. Well done. If if this was like a bit of a political fu, I'm glad they went fu right back and had a belter of a match. Mm -hmm. Amazing scenes. So we're getting Johnny B. Bad versus Sting for the television title. Nice. Uh, down the road. Because of the win there. Because of reasons. Because of reasons. Because of that much. Because that was a thing that happened. Right. So uh, I've got Dave's results here mm -hmm. for the show. As Johnny B. Bad's music, please. Um, Johnny B. Bad, Pin Mark Marrow, 29 minutes and 14 to earn a US title match, not a TV title match. Um, it was going to air on Saturday night. However, the match actually never took place because Bad no shows the match. So they had it on the pay per view as well. Uh, which is a little bit of story behind that. Uh, okay. What did Dave give that star-wise? What do you reckon? I'm going to say either four or like 3.75. I feel like it's going to be like a contentious one. Okay. Which one are you going to go for? I'd say four. It was four stars. Four stars, yeah. yeah. I'd have gone four and a half. That's why you're not Dave Meltzer. That's why I'm not Dave Meltzer. That and my, <laughs> my room is tidy. Uh, by the way, before the show started, we had a couple of dark matches. Uh, we had Big Bubba Rogers beating Mark Min in one minute and four in a dud. Nice. Uh, we had Disco Inferno pinning Joey Mags in 2.33. Inferno has a great gimmick and a great ring entrance. I was disappointed once the match started. Dud. I was disappointed when he started tweeting. <laughs> oh, he doesn't like. He didn't like the Keith Lee song. He doesn't like anything. Because he's a bitter old man. Thought you wanted to do grab now. Alex Wright and Eddie Guerrero had a no contest that got one and three quarter stars. And the main event of the non-matches, the American Males beat the Nasty Boys. American Males, American Males, American Males. They were better than Disco Inferno. They were. And they a better theme. American males. American males. But at this point, the American males are Marcus Bagwell and Scotty Riggs. Yeah. Because I'm sure Buff... Oh, no, no, because he was Shane Douglas wasn't an American male, was he? No. He was a skater boy. It's Scotty Riggs and Marcus Bagwell. He was a, the American was he, he had a skateboard, didn't he, Shane Douglas? And Dubs yeah, Dub. but he couldn't skate. So he'd come uh, down holding it. So he was a skater boy who said, see you later, boy. American males. <laughs> So this is uh, Flair bigging up his match against old uh, Glock Master Flash Arn yes. Anderson. <laughs> and hopefully Arn is going to spine Buster Flair to pieces. Very intrigued by this match. Um, when I first heard, like, obviously historically I heard that it happened. And I was like, oh, I never knew they had a, a little dust up between the two of them. 
and because they've just been mates forever. So yeah. I was very intrigued as to how this... Because sometimes you can get guys like this who are in a great tag team and they're so, like, gelled as a team that they, yeah. they work together and they're crap. Like yeah, because like, it, it, it doesn't work going against each other. It only works going with, right? Mm. So it, it, that that dynamic is hard to come by, I feel, especially with sort of legacy tag teams and legacy partners. Like, it, it I think it... It's special when you can kind of capture that, but it is rarer. I'm trying to think if that's if there's which examples we can think of. It's kind of hard to do it in WWE now because they tag everybody together and then break yeah, them up, and so all... it's just like, well, okay. Um, but the bar, but then they started as rivals. The bar was fantastic though because it, it elevated them so much into like a new sort of uh, new sort of window to their career because they they'd already done so much. Like as as singles guys anyway, and obviously Cesaro was still massively underrated and underappreciated, and hadn't had quite as much success as Sheamus. But the work they did together was fantastic. Mm. I remember in the UK, I think it was in the UK where we had a match with the Bar. I just remember the crowd going do do do, Sheamus and Cesaro, <laughs> do do do. <laughs> Little bit of black lace, the conga. Yeah, they were doing it at uh, Raw After Mania as well. Oh, were they? Oh, that's good. Weird. <laughs> when Americans do British chants, it's a bit odd. They don't always get it. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Nothing better than Morse code. <laughs> Imagine walking out to that shit. It's worse than walking out to like, <laughs> if you're like the, uh, you know, the right to censor. It's worse than that. So this particular... And the crowd just goes... Ah! Oh my God, I can't believe it! I'm trying to send for help! God. So the story with these two is, I believe, if I if I remember my wrestling and my OSW review correctly, is that Craig Pittman and Cobra used to be in the army together and Pittman left Cobra for dead. Turns out he's all right. Which surely would make him a deserter. I don't know. But here we are. That's the story. <laughs> that was my story. Look now, I've, I know you've gone AWOL, right? But if you go sign with WCW, <laughs> you will wrestle. Then we'll, we'll write it off. No, no worry about going to prison or anything. I've got this plan. I'm going to get revenge by training to be a wrestler and turning up where he works. Whichever one of you loses, that's it. <laughs> that's You're going to jail. <laughs> we'll take fall for both. The loser, takes, <laughs> loser takes the fall and has to go to jail for, for, for being MIA. I'm going, um, I'm, amazing, going I'm amazed that we didn't have loser has to go to jail for murder under the Russo <laughs> regime. But that, you know, this time yet he's still kicking. You know, he's still. I imagine there's still, you know, uh, still a lot of ideas there. Oh, that. Oh, he gets drums. That's not. That's not Pittman though. No, Cobra can't believe it. He's fuming. He's it's... done his shrug. He's pointing at the referee going, what's going on? And the referee's going, I don't know what's going on. It's it's a private co- collection of things. Private dancer. Private, it's private dancer. <laughs> Hold me closer, private dancer. <laughs> oh, my oh, God! Here we go. It's Sting! You're being distracted by Sting. <laughs> He's being distracted by private dancers. He <laughs> comes down on her. No. <laughs> this is the best. Oh, my God, man. Dubsy, dub, dubsy, dub. He's got bullets. He's got, yeah, he's, he's got his, his ammo. Just shoot got him. his ammo belt. Oh, he's sneaking in. 
into the other ring as well. Smart. Crawl, crawl, this is crawl. amazing. Machete. <laughs> Stab him in the kidney. Is he going to... He's strangling why him with the just, bullets. Why wouldn't you just beat him around the back of the head or quickly hook it? <laughs> why do you make these two go 30 minutes? <laughs> well done, private dancer. <laughs> and he's soldier. He went on to be MJF. I've <laughs> got no evidence of that, but please tag MJF in a picture of him and just say. Oh, he's still got his harness on, man. Get your harness off. <laughs> he's got a carabiner bouncing around. He's going to catch something on it. Oh, the crowd go mild for Sergeant Pittman. <laughs> oh, bless her. Oh, but what this are isn't. You doing? Now, I'm, all I'm saying is this is not very US Army of them. The US Army seems to get along with itself. Yes. And also, they salute a lot. They should be saluting <laughs> before every move. <laughs> every move, just a. Bang! John Cena does it. Why I've, can't they? I found out where the salute came from during my time off. Okay. When they used to wear helmets in the in the olden times when they were battling, if yeah. you if you met somebody who was of higher rank, like a king on the on the battlefield, yeah. you'd have to identify yourself to them. So therefore, you would flip your helmet up. Ah, okay. And that's where the salute came ah, from. From the cool. motion of moving your helmet up. Ah. The more you know. Obviously, we just don't need helmets anymore. Because <laughs> I, I know the Roman salute is the origin of the, the controversial salute. Oh. But that was done with a flat palm. And that like, was done in no time at all. Yeah, that's it. Done. They've swapped out Buffer, by the way. Buffer weren't doing that. Yeah, Buffer's like, I'm here for the, you know, the big matches. And I appreciate the work rate, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Get it done. Uh, what a Meltzer award. You should have known this wasn't going to last long when he didn't take his bloody harness off. Yeah, that should have been the giveaway. Has he taken a single bump? Pittman looks mental. <laughs> he wasn't even saying in there. He's like... <laughs> Dave has a little bit of a laugh when he writes this one up. He says... Um, he just types... <laughs> I wish he did. He put, now Cobra's gimmick is that he was a member of the CIA <laughs> who Pittman left stranded in either a desert or a jungle or, or Vietnam or Desert Storm or maybe Korea or maybe even the Civil War. No, he's got it all wrong. It's the Iran-Contra conflict. <laughs> <laughs> all that match wanted to do was, was make me want to play Desert Strike on the Mega Drive. <laughs> uh, what did Dave score that? Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let's say 0.25. He was very polite and gave it a dud. A dud? Nice. Yes, indeed. Right. We have a legendary vignette promo package about to happen. Yes, we do. I think we should crank the volume a little. I am so oh, there, excited. By the way, Tony Shivani. I think, you know, low-key, proper career in ASON joining AEW. Oh, God, I think yeah. he's been phenomenal. Yeah. Do you know he got so bored before kind of coming back to commentating that he, he just took up a job at Starbucks? Yeah, he was, he was selling Just to coffee. kill the time. Selling yeah. coffee. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so wonderful. He's having a tough time because he can't win. He's just so wonderful. And he's very sad. I have days like this when I, when I put a shirt on that doesn't quite fit. Yeah. We'll be there. <laughs> he keeps losing matches, so he doesn't feel like he's Mr. Wonderful anymore. Average. He's just so average. <laughs> <laughs> he's 
calm down a bit now. He had a little strop. <laughs> no, just not wonderful no more. Oh, he's gutted, bless him. Who's uh -oh. at the door? Oh, yes! oh no! Gary oh, Spivey! For fuck's sake, yes! I forgot that Gary Spivey existed. Yes! What the fuck, man? And yes, that, that's how his hair is all the time. That is how his hair is all the time. It's like someone carved out a tennis ball and painted it white. It's like a sponge. It's like a sea sponge you buy on holiday in Greece to bring home that never gets opened. <laughs> And sits on the side. He looks like a pumice stone. He looks I'm like his head's a pumice stone. <laughs> pumice stone! You can use him to get all the hard skin off your feet. And he's just like, and I've seen the future, and the future suggests, Paul Orndorff, that you are going to be world champion by the end of the night. And you'll have lovely feet by the end of the And you'll have amazing hair, just like mine, Gary Spivey. Pumice stone. My auntie, my auntie Shirley had a shirt like that. <laughs> In like the nineties. Is the shirt made out of Pepsi lids? Like the, the, the ring pulls? It looks like it's made out of ring pulls. I think it might be. Sprayed white. Oh, it's a weird like that like he looks like is he's made cow? of Is it an inside out cow stomach? He looks like he's made of asbestos. <laughs> like, oh, he probably is. He's made very of flammable. <laughs> he's a real person. Unless we Mr. forget, unless we forget, Gary Spivey is a real person yeah. who was a real person from a real psychic network. Yeah, look at that medallion as well. In the nineties, you caught oh, a little bit of chest hair. Jesus Christ, <sighs> Gary! In the nineties, you could call the Psychic Friends Network, and if you were worried, Gary Spivey would. How does he keep moving? I don't understand. <laughs> is he living in? the He's mirror? Mr. Wonderful. No, he can move quick. No, oh, he's just quick. He's very wonderful. He's a cruiserweight. Here's the thing, right? <laughs> so, yeah, he's still, to this day, if you're watching along and you can see us, that's how he looks still. Like, he still <laughs> looks like this. It's just gotten bigger. Oh, my God. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's happening? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Open image in new tab. Is this a picture of Gary Spivey today? Look at his hair now. Oh, my God. How has he got bigger? How is it got bigger? It doesn't even fit on my phone. I thought it wasn't Gary. real. Gary. <laughs> Gary wow. Spivey. Wow. wow. How has he got... Imagine I... Imagine Vince went to get Stridham and ordered Spivey. <laughs> Spelt it wrong. <laughs> he comes walking out of the WBF event. Hello. Oh, <laughs> better yet. No, no, no. Because what happened? Somebody had rang and said, we want to try and get, we want to try and get Dan Spivey back from WWF. <laughs> I just, Dan, Spivey, you're on it. Got it. <laughs> That's not Dan. Uh-oh, made a little sick. Paul Orndorff kissed the mirror. He kissed the yeah, mirror. Of course, because yeah. he loves himself again. Yeah. He's, he's He loves himself again. I'm so happy that we got to see this together. <laughs> I'm very, very happy. Uh, he's, he's, he's appeared uh, pretty much everywhere. Um, as, as Gary Spivey. It, it, yeah, I mean, I mean, he's, he's already on TV on a psychic network. He's still uh, alive, so as we he's, know. He's, he was like at the time that made him quite a like a not like a counterculture figure, but like he was definitely a TV famous person. So like, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> it blends into the background on that shot. That could be endless hair. Do you, hey! just, do you think Gary Spivey? Do you think he ever has a moment? He just looks in the mirror and goes, "What the fuck are you doing?" No, he he looks in the mirror and he goes, "You you got this." 
You got this. <laughs> it's going to be a spy. We're going to make day. this hair bigger and bigger and bigger until I'm all hair and there's nothing left. Oh. <laughs> and it'll be like this big dome. And you, you have to, and it, it's to help his, his psychic abilities. He has this dome of hair around him. And there's a little door that kind of opens up whenever you come to see him. And it just kind of goes. And you've got to step inside Gary's hair dome. <laughs> It closes, but you know, you know, like uh, Professor Rex has that dome. Yeah. Like he has that sphere. It's like that, but it's Gary Spivey in his hair. He's like, he's like, he's like something off a mighty boosh. Yeah. <laughs> There's a phone number here for private readings from Gary Spivey. Give him a ring. I bet it's like forty dollars a minute. <laughs> if I give him a call, Tom, it's going to be ridiculously expensive. Don't, don't call Gary Spivey. <laughs> Spivey. We'll call Gary Spivey next time. Donate, <laughs> donate on Patreon. Screw it, go. Check the rates. Check the rates. <laughs> He's on Twitter. When was the last time he tweeted? He tweeted 17 hours ago. Ooh. He tweeted 17 hours ago. Awakening your spiritual body is the single most important thing that you can do in your lifetime. By not awakening the spiritual body, you are only living half a life, just a physical existence. I agree with that somewhat. I think that's very true. Yeah. Um, well, back when DDP was a Power Ranger. Oh, see this now. So this is DDP currently. Do you know what? It's just dawning on me that DDP did the Happy Corbin thing. Yeah. Many years before. It, it, it's sort of like DDP is one of my favorites from uh, my, my childhood simply mm. because he was just so diverse a performer and he could do anything that was thrown at him. And it's the Renegade, everybody. <laughs> oh, my God, here he is. <laughs> Talking <laughs> of versatile <laughs> performers. <laughs> just one note different. <laughs> <laughs> Vanilla eyes go and you see it doesn't go du, 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 people du, in the du, nosebleeds go that's warrior that's warrior he's here <laughs> oh bless so the renegade bless him great this like, is like that's the it's like how do you like you can't say no when they're offering you crazy money but mm -hmm. like the, it just harms the performer so much and after the promise the basic promise that Hogan... It was all but promised it was going to be Warrior, right? Exactly. And it's just like, ah, oh, man, like, why? I'm going to tweet Gary Spivey. Hi, Gary. Oh, he just walked straight into the post. You big silly diamond. Would love to chat with you about your time. Your turn. Just about your time. In Leave WCW. it there. Full stop. For Cultaholic. <laughs> Um, if you have 10 minutes for a Zoom call. Um, where's... <laughs> can I drop you an email <laughs> with more details? What's the worst that could happen? Nothing. <laughs> That's the right thing. He turns up at your house in the middle of the night. Hope. Ominously all... outside your window. <laughs> and you're like, but I live on the fourth floor. And I don't have a balcony. <laughs> And he's just floating there. Don't you have a house? He's like, I heard what you said about me, Tom. I'm going to give him a white card. I heard what you said about me, Tom. I can go. hear all from my hair dome. <laughs> Welcome to the hair dome. <laughs> and then his hair like comes out, forms a sphere around him, and then just shrinks into nothingness. A little bit like flash of light. <laughs> Gary Spivey disappears again. He does live psychic readings on Zoom. I like how he's adapted. Yeah, well, this is important. It, yeah, <laughs> right. Fingers crossed. We've reached out. We've we've started we've started a dialogue with Gary Spivey. 
Good luck, everybody. Uh, so, Renegade. Um, yeah, so this is... Uh, Unfortunate f- placement of the diamond there on the back of DDP. <laughs> it looks a bit like an exploded butthole. <laughs> Maybe that's the look he was going for. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Renegade, so... Hulk Hogan promised the ultimate surprise on a pay-per-view. Yes. We know the drill. Yeah. Turned out to be someone that it was basically somebody ordered the under- the ultimate warrior on Wish. Yeah. And we got Renegade. Renegade is is up there in terms of the Poundland gimmicks, mm. for sure. And it's just such a shame, as I said, because the performer, you know, didn't really have a chance after this mm. because simply you are that guy, aren't you? Like, whether you wanted to do that or not, you are that guy. Have we done a list of top 10 Poundland gimmicks? Probably. Ah. <laughs> top 10 wrestlers bought on Wish.com. <laughs> Renegade's in there. We had. We could have... Uh... Funny enough, right? And here's a little bit from a, a classic Raw review that we did the other day. Yeah. Um... Renegade is currently fighting in the ring. WWE doing his Ultimate Warrior impression. Do you know where the Ultimate Warrior is? Uh, in a WWF ring doing his Renegade impression. He's in Germany. Doing his Renegade impression. <laughs> doing a great Renegade impression. <laughs> uh, getting ready to face um, Ulf Hermann. Who's he working for? Is he with... Uh, uh, what's he called again? It was the catch. Was it Otto, CWA. Uh, Otto Wants. Otto Wants. Was it? Yeah. CWA. Uh, it was a one-shot deal he did for them in Germany ah. where he wrestled Ulf Hermann. For nice. 17 minutes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. A lot of stalling, apparently. And on that same show... Didn't when we realise t- Ulf was around so long. Mm, he's, oh, God, he's been around yeah. for ages, Ulf Herman. Because like, Ulf's a name that I remember from posters. You just see him like dotted around every now and then. It'd be like... Ulf is just kind of like <laughs> the, the ultimate European wrestler. Yeah. Like, he's just done everything with everybody. Mm. Death matches, singles matches, technical matches. He's been everywhere. Um, on that same show in Germany, uh, there was a match featuring Big Titan. So I'll ask you why I asked Jackins. What did Big Titan go on to do the following year? What year was this? 1995. Big Titan. I'm trying to think. At a complete loss. Jackins didn't know either, so there's no shame in it. Um, uh, this, he would go on to become Fake Razor Ramon. Ah, was it Rick Bogner? Bogner. Ah. Titan was on the same card as the Ultimate Warrior. Thinking mm, again, well, that's, rip-off that's, gimmick. That's eh? another one, right? Like WWE just stamping home the fact that we own your gimmicks. Yeah, not just the public, but to their talent. Like we own you, <laughs> and if you leave, then we'll replace you, even if it's not going to work. But at the same time, it's another instance of. I mean, obviously, we know Glenn Jacobs would go on to get out of It'd that. He'd be all right. He had the natural physical size, right? Mm. Of like, you can't deny that. Bogner, it just feels kind of got the the raw end of the deal on it. It's like, oh, you're fake razor, and it's it, it's okay. <laughs> Slightly podgy racer as well. Yeah, but it's like, him. can you imagine when you're you're like on the books, you're ready to go, and it's like, right, you're gonna be Razor Ramon, and it's like, what? <laughs> like this will go down. How do you how do you be Razor Ramon when nobody can do Razor as good as Razor? I would wonder. I'm curious to know whether WWE would ever try some of that. Let's be honest, bullshit. Uh, in 2021. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm, I'm surprised they haven't had the Fiend back. I mean, they're still going with Alexa, aren't they? That's true. And well, that, it makes no sense. And it's, yeah. just, it's just like, however, like if you're going to cut Bray, then oh, it, you can't keep this storyline going, can you? Surely. Imagine and they just like, make somebody else the Fiend. But they could do it. If Drew they Gulak. it, they could do it. And it's it's like, there's nothing stopping them. The, the reaction is what stops them because they know fan backlash would be severe. 
because now in this day and age we care about talent more than we care about anything else mm. so the 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 quality of talent and the the quality of treatment of talent in particular because even if they were to sign bray back in say two or three years if they made somebody else the fiend you might get a little interest in payoff of bray versus fiend if it's even mm. somehow still around but ultimately the fans aren't ever going to forget that are they and it will be seen as a betrayal very true I didn't, but hey, since when did WWE shy away from something that could be bad publicity? As we get ready for another Saudi Arabia event. I'm sat here like, oh God, no, the public reaction will be so bad that no, yeah, no, they wouldn't give a shit. Literally, as you were saying, as you were talking about how WWE would shy away from bad publicity, my phone pinged, Cold Holic Wrestling sharing an article about Crown Jewel. <laughs> so they're not bothered anymore. No. They're not worried. They'll nah. do what they do. We'll watch them anyway. I still, I, I, so part of me thinks they're going to become wrestling, but for, for a younger audience. Oh, yeah, like, of course I, they I think they're going to just, just corner that side of the market and be Fine. happy at that side of the market. And I think they'll just let AEW kind of pick up the others. Like, eventually, anyway. They're obviously still duking it out now, but part of me just feels WWE will be your jumping in point as a kid and AEW is where you go after a certain age. Yeah, it seems fairly legit. It's kind of yeah. like how DC have just sort of cornered a more adult market with a lot of their stuff now, whereas Marvel is a bit more kid-friendly. Yeah, I mean, they've both got the the their sort of more mature series, but DC in particular, I feel, gets the, the tone of it a lot better. Mm. But at, then at the same time, on top of all that, DC also did the new 52 and all of that other assorted, brilliant, pointless waste of time reboot every five minutes but you know still batman you got the you know all the the one shots and yeah i enjoyed the suicide squad the new one i've not seen it very good Oof. i'm uh i'm a big fan of uh sort of the the as i've gotten older i'm a bigger fan of dc i feel the marvel yeah like i'm not really into superman i think superman's a bit bunk but um red sun's fantastic obviously Big fan of uh, the Frank Miller Batman. Whoa, nice. DDP wins! Way the Frank Miller Batman kind of being older and more human. I like that. But I like Joker because it's very bleak. Yes, Joker was a fantastic film. Just relentlessly like troubles. Yeah, it's just uh, and, and I Robert like, De Niro's I, and in it. Things like I like a film where it, it doesn't like films don't always need a happy ending. They don't like I I enjoy films where they're just bleak. Yeah, and the entire kind of core of the film is just bleak, and it ends bleakly, and it like it, because it just feels more grounded in reality, doesn't it? More often than not, things are bleak. That's quite a big part of. I, I believe it. You'll you'll know this. I think it, it's, it's there's a certain cinematic community in in the East which is very much founded on we like like almost like almost like misery porn type films where like the bleaker the better i remember there was a real period i want to say it was korean cinema which kind of became a thing where they wanted to make it as i mean korean bleak cinema as possible in particular it, it, it's just very i mean everybody's now jumping on squid games and everything but if you go back through like kind of the last 15 to 20 years of korean cinema it's really stepped into its own but yeah they uh they they're in there with the cruel twists and the the sort of pulling the rug and it but then it's shot impeccably and the stories are always really good. But yeah. yeah, it's just, I love a good miserable film. Like all of the films I think I ever wrote ended ambiguously. Like everything, I just like a nice open ending where you're not quite sure what happens and one thing that could happen is either very bad or the, the alternative is still bad. 
Mm. And it's nobody gets out of it cleanly. What would... Um, when you say like films you've written, oh, by the way, uh, what did uh, Meltzer give DDP and uh, Renegade? Renegade, let's say... Well, Renegade's in it, so I, I'm going to say... Two? Two stars, bye bye. Nice. Mm. Your hive mind would melt. Yes. Um, how many films have you written? God knows. Like, you write them like at uni. Like, I've got a mate who I still occasionally, if I see him, we'll write together stuff. Like, but we just kind of text each other ideas more than anything. Mm. I don't really have the time to sit and, and write, and I need to start making that time again because do miss it. Mm. Harlem Heat, though, man. Look at this. Harlem Heat and Sherry. Sherry looking hot to trot. Quite literally hot to trot there. By the way, if you're watching along with us, uh, one hour and four minutes, 13, 14, 15, 16. If you're looking at Sherry walk to the rig uh, in her sunglasses, then you're about where we are. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've, I've wrote a fair amount of stuff, but it doesn't make any bit good. No. <laughs> I think I've got about maybe three good ideas. Um, Do you have like one good idea that you have sat on for a long time and you think I need to... The only ones I kind of look at and pursue writing further now is about four of them. Mm. Uh, and a couple could be features, like and one could be animated. But other than that, it's like you just kind of... You look at the idea and it's just like, nah, that's not going to work. Or I can take that element of that and put it in this, mm. make it a lot better. Or just, no, that's just a shit idea. What were you thinking, you idiot? <laughs> Do you get those things where like like 10, 11 o'clock at night, you'll go, this is a brilliant idea. I'm going to write this down. I'm going to write this down. I'm going to write this down. And then yeah. you wake up in the morning, you go, that's that's actually really crap now. So yeah. I'm well, that, you just got to keep the notes though. That's all you got to do. So you got to, like, I've got a little book. I used to always have a little book anyway, but you, you just keep all of the ideas because even if they're shit, you can still go back through them. You can always just dip back in and just... And you might look at something, you know, six months after writing it and go, oh no, but if I did that, instead and like inverted that and did this then that would make that a lot cleaner it gives us a better ending and it means we can do that always intrigued by the film writing process it's a fucking nightmare yeah <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare <laughs> my mate my i always i desperately go for a bite with my mate um johnny grant hello johnny if you're watching or listening uh because he's a screenwriter he wrote the dare which is a very good horror yeah. film. If you're looking for a horror film to watch, yeah. uh, he wrote The Dare. He's a lad from Teesside. And uh, I'm just fascinated by like his process of writing and stuff yeah. like that. It's like the, the doctoring phase as well, where you've got to take your script to other people and have them tear the arse out of it. Mm. Like, that sucks. Because then, because it was like your vision is well, diluted. But you, you've got to understand, like, eventually you do come to understand that it's for the better. But mm. it's just like that initial, like, well, let's see what comes back this time, and it's just destroyed. <laughs> your, your your gritty urban horror film has suddenly become a Disney Pixar animated movie. It's just like lots of red pen, <laughs> lots of questions, lots of that doesn't make sense, lots of this, and then sometimes it goes the other way, and it's a bit like. I'm suspicious of this. So mm. you, you double down on give me feedback and it's just like... <laughs> and they get really nitpicky. I really want feedback, but I also really don't want feedback. Yeah, I mean, like, that's it. You kind of learn you've got to have it. But it just takes so long, man. The, the whole process of getting it ready to shoot. And then you've got to make shooting scripts. You've got to do... <sighs> but this is why you hire a team. It is, but by that point, you've, you've got to have already written the film. <laughs> ah, fair enough. Like, obviously, you can bring in a team of writers and stuff, but like by the time it comes to like shooting scripts and we need to know what we're doing on what day and what's best for this and locations, and at that point, it just goes off into its own 
It did its own world. thing. Uh, meanwhile, Bunkhouse Buck and Dirty Dick Slater. Dirty Dick. Dirty Dick. He is a wrestler in the 90s called Dirty Dick. Uh, and his dick is indeed dirty. Bunkhouse Buck looks a little bit like if your dad dresses a bri- as Brian Pillman for Halloween. Yeah, he looks a bit like uh, he's in a, a Europe cover band as the drummer. <laughs> or uh, he could be a Van Halen bassist. Uh, what would the Europe cover band be called? I'd like to call them Continent. <laughs> I don't even know. They'd call it Europa or something. <laughs> I like coming up with... I, I, I'd never been in a cover... in a. Uh, a tribute band. I like yeah. coming up with tribute band names. Ah, oh, see, we had a we had a great one, and it doesn't really make any sense with the actual idea. Mm. But <laughs> we had the idea. I think it was uh, me, Jack, and my mate Sparky were talking about it, uh, and it was a Kid Rock cover band, but it was called Our Kid Rock, and everybody in the band was going to be a Yorkshire farmer Brilliant. in full blown like barber jacket, wellies. And the entire thing was going to be done in a very overtly over-the-top Yorkshire style, Amazing. lyrically. Uh, and it was just hilarious. And it was like, we need to do this one day. <laughs> I often thought that was just Jack R. Kelly. just turned around. He was just, he was just like, it was summertime in northern Michigan. And it was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked. My hair was And then we get like guitars like Jeff Hanneman from Slayer. He used to have a, a Hanneman guitar. Like with the Heineken logo with his name on it, but we would have like you know like a guitar with Timothy Timothy Taylor's landlord on it, <laughs> like, or, or like a Sam Smith's logo, just something. We, we need something, yeah, like something just big in Yorkshire. We just need to get that in there. Yorkshire tea, yeah, Yorkshire tea. That could that could be you know on the the drum skins. The support band is easily, or you're the support for Hazy Dixie. Oh, Hacey Dix, you're fantastic, though. What a great idea. Have you ever seen them live? I haven't, They're no. very good live. The blue, bluegrass rock. <laughs> gorgeous, gorgeous. I'm keen to see the Red Hot Chili Pipers, but they oh, don't... They, 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 they're dead to me, that band. They're dead to me. They don't cover Chili Peppers. It, oh, oh say, sorry, I thought you actually meant the Chili Peppers there. No, no, Red Hot Chili, Red Chili Pipers. Pipers. I've heard a fantastic... Yeah, they're, yeah. Bag, they're a bagpipe band, but they don't, they're not essentially just Chili Peppers. Yeah, but, but Red why Hot Chili Peppers why is Chilly Willy as dead a to you? live band are dead to me. Why? I will never pay to see what them What happened again. to Chili Willy? We, we saw them on the final day of their Stadium Arcadium tour. Two-year tour, I get it. Long time to be on the road sucks you don't want to be there mm-hmm. i get it you're at leeds fest this is it see you later you know they were doing redden and that was it you want to get it you want to get it done then you want to get away one of the last dates they were doing um and they they just proceeded to like noodle about and just fuck around for a bit and it was just shit it was just shit they didn't play like they played like one or two classics and then just a bunch of stuff and then john frusciante uh, kept uh just playing like and going off on one and just whittling away on the guitar and they were all getting frustrated and then it, within weeks he'd left the band and it was just like i remember everybody after that being like right and then under the bridge or like anything because i think they did give it away in a couple of others they didn't play higher ground it, it was just like everybody was super hyped and oh this is going to be this is going to be the set of the weekend and then all the air just got sucked out and it was like oh okay yeah, and we that was it, man. Like, I, I, the, the magic for them just and the what idea of seeing them live, it was like, I just never see them again. I will never see them live again. What a shame that a live turn can switch you off a band like I mean, do you still listen to 
I, I know you say you turn it off you do, hearing them live. I'll I'll not turn them over if they're on the radio, but I don't actively go listening to them anymore because yeah. I felt I was like 15, 16, so I felt so betrayed. Yeah, you would. <laughs> like if they they turn up and like I know as you say they've been on tour for a long time, but they're just kind of half-hearted it halfway going through the motions and then just kind of phoning it in and it was just like oh man like i i know this isn't indicative of like a, a standard show from you guys but like mm. i never paying you guys money for a live ticket again if that's if that's Jeez. my experience what a shame what a shame that a live act can do that i mean i mean that's kind of elton john's doing his last tour and my mum is the biggest elton john fan ever yeah and she said under no circumstances does anybody buy me tickets to Elton John for Christmas? They're buy so me expensive. something else. They're also yeah, they're very expensive. And also, even my mum's gone. He's crap now. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, people say that about Bob Dylan now. You can't really make out what song he's playing. Uh, there was he these, just does this. I can't remember who it was. I was I was reading an interview <laughs> with these two musicians, uh, like kind of older musicians as well, like established kind of rock star people. But they were saying um, they were both at this Bob Dylan show like the week before, mm. and they looked across at each other and they were both singing a different song. And they were both <laughs> neither of them then realized what he was singing, and they both worked out it wasn't when the key change happened. It wasn't either of the songs they were singing. So they were like, apparently, just they they couldn't work out what he was doing because it's just like you just kind of hear that grumbly, grumbly voice, don't you? That's it. This gravelly, gravelly man. It is because. I get it, because so many Bob Dylan songs are just hey, 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 hey. Yeah. kind of like <laughs> saxos for older people. Uh, that's just how he sounds all yeah. the time. God bless him for still touring. Though. Oh, yeah. I mean, God you'll, you'll never stop, right? That's the whole idea. His tour never ends. What was the best live experience you've had? Uh, Nine Inch Nails, a phenomenal live. Nine. Like, just, just unbelievable. Pixies at the Academy in 2014 was fantastic. The Hold Steady are the most popular, not popular, the the uh, most uh, positive band I've ever seen live. Like seeing the Hold, if they ever play nearby, I'll go see them. Like they are just, it's like if you could bottle how you feel after leaving a Hold Steady show, even if you don't know who the fuck they are, like you will have a good time, and that feeling lasts and it stays with you for a couple of days. Like they're genuinely up there and I've only ever seen them in smallish venues I think I've seen them once at Academy One but they're just so fun they were better in a smaller venue it's just a big party and it's all just very nice and everybody's having a sing along and a dance and it's just fun and the way that the music works it's just kind of very uh, flowy and the, the lyrics are quite spoken and it just it's like a barrage and it's oh, man it's class they're, they're great yeah oh, oh. They're a cool band. There's a coolness about Holstead. Yeah, I, I got to see Smashing Pumpkins when they first reformed. I'm trying to think, what else? What else have I seen that's been cool? Uh, I saw something cool recently. What did I see recently? I saw Genesis the other day. You did? Uh, I was going to ask you about Genesis. Mate, it was great. Was it, it great? Was great? You forget how many good songs they've got. Yeah. And I got to the end of the set and I was like, hang on, they haven't played I Can't Dance yet. And I was like... Because <gasps> you literally uh, can't. <laughs> But like I, I was just sat there like loving that. But I think Nine Inch Nails. I, I need to see them again. I need to see The Cure. I need to see uh, Pixies again as many times as possible. And they are coming to Newcastle and they're playing open air in the city next year, hopefully. Ooh. And, uh, what else? Tool. I need to see Tool. I do think if Nine Inch Nails tour again, though, I'll probably try and get as many tickets to as many shows as possible. Like, go and actually do, like, four days straight. To see as many times as you possibly yeah. can. Just go and see and go yeah, see and go see it's, and go see. It's just unlike anything. Um, 
the Genesis gig yeah. was, was Big Phil sat in a big chair. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure it's in picture of him in a throne. He was in like a, he was in an office chair. Okay. Yeah, he's, just he's a little spinny stri- office chair. Oh, did he push it across the t- stage a couple of times? No, it had planted feet, so Aww. he could do this. <laughs> <laughs> ah! And bang his, bang his elbow, apparently. Ah, and slice it, I think, as well. <laughs> if you cut your elbow. Oh, ah. oh no. Oh. Fucking hell. One of, your, one of your tattoos now looks oh. like it's screaming. Oh, right. There we go. <laughs> What's the? Have you noticed that for two podcasts in a row, one of us has injured ourselves during it? So I know. You banged this your is going to become a theme. I, I cut my gum open once when I'm we were talking. To, yeah, I'm going to have to up, like, kind of go one up on Matthew, <laughs> busting himself open Sandman style. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? <laughs> That's a bit of a exit live. That was the thing that happened back in the day. <laughs> Back when the when the podcast was, was a two camera setup with Matthew on the other side, I remember him just banging it. Tell you one thing, just reminding me there, Metallica are never bad live every time I've seen them. Oh, I bet they're and good. They are the one thing I love about them, and I wish everybody would start fucking doing this, mm-hmm. is they have their sound team, obviously, doing their whole show. So they record the show. And then after the show, you can go on Metallica's live website and you can pay a fiver and get the show you just attended. That's brilliant. And you can get the full set and you can you it, Oh, it's the best. I don't know why more bands aren't doing that. I'm really into bootleg shit like that. Yeah. And it, and it, it surely takes the pressure off you having to or wanting to film as much of the event as you want. Yeah. Or as you can. You, you've got you it. You just go you've got, watch, you've got, just watch you've the got whole the, thing. Yeah, they've got the audio of it. That's it. You just get a CD of it for like, or like an MP3 album mm. of it for like a fiver. It's it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. That's a great idea, that is. Yeah. I'd like to see more people do that. Yeah. I have a I have a new respect for John Grant after I saw him last Friday. Yeah, and because uh, my mum's a big fan mm. of John Grant, she, she I remember you saying she's got into she's into like stuff like Anthony and the Johnsons and Rufus Wainwright. Yeah, and more so like she her music taste has got quite uh, gloomy, mm. a little bit. Um, and and we always got a very similar music taste, me and my mum. But we never quite connected on just all right to eye on John Grant. Yeah, ever <laughs> uh, to the point where like we we. I think we had three attempts to see him live. I had tickets three times, and all three times we never made it to the gig for what for different reasons. Yeah. And then and so this was the actual time we finally got to see him. And mm. I have a newfound appreciation for an artist after hearing them live than I did when I was just listening to the music. Yes. I enjoy John hearing John Grant's music live, I think, more than I heard, enjoy having it on a playlist. That's it. Live experience can just change everything for you, yes. can't it? Like it's I I think back though to so many like cool sets. I got to see Faith No More when they reunited. I got to see Atari Teenage Riot in a tiny tent in Leeds with like nobody there. That was nice. surreal while Alec Empire's screaming about politics and jumping the crowd barrier with his shirt off and just getting in people's faces. And it was like, this is awesome. Uh, don't punch me in the face. I didn't vote Tory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know, he's just this angry little German guy screaming and he's ripped. <laughs> but um, yeah, who else? I saw Pearl Jam. I've seen, I, I've been very lucky. I've been very, very lucky. I, like, I saw the original lineup of Slayer as well. Oh, oh. nice. Hello, we're Slayer. Hello. All right. <laughs> Hello, we're Slayer. <laughs> so I love Slayer. Just for that. <laughs> just that they're, they're just... <laughs> <laughs> the interviews, they go, Hello there, we're Slayer. <laughs> Lovely West Country band. On a good day. Bill Bailey does a good impression of them. Oh, yes. So our next song is called Cut the Orphan. <laughs> He's ace live. I don't that know if he counts as a, as a gig. Bill one Bailey. of the best things about seeing Slayer was it was 2006 at Leeds Fest. We were like 15. Mm. And I was not 
Missing Slayer because I'm big into metal. I'm not, so I was like, I, I'm not budging. Mastodon opened the stage and I was like, this is the best. And it was a clear run through to Slayer. And then headlining that day was Pearl Jam, which is just brilliant. But like halfway through Slayer's set, I think they're going to play mandatory suicide or something. And uh, like Tom Areas like stood there, he's like leads, and it's just indie kids waiting for like the rest of the bands for the rest of the day. And, and, like placebo were up next to something, oh. <laughs> which is fucking following Slayer. But like there was just a sharp change coming up next in tone for the day. I think so. There was a lot of people just waiting and milling around, and Tom Areas stood there, and he's like. Leeds, Leeds, you're gonna have to answer me one thing, and everybody's like, "Yeah," because there's like too many people there who just don't care. We're and, ready to answer, and it's just like, "Do you want to die?" And there's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Do you want to die?" Not really. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, not just now, thank you. <laughs> this song just starts up and that's it. <laughs> oh, bless them. Leeds, do you want to die? Uh, not really, thank you. No, it's I'm, right. I'm all right. For, I'm yeah, all right, thank you. Uh, meanwhile, Dirty Dick and Booker T. The, uh, now, we haven't talked about this match at dirty all. Dirty Dick's belt buckles come undone. Just, oh, Christ. <laughs> oh, we're going to see his dirty dick in a bit, are we? <laughs> do not want to see we? Dirty Dick's dirty dick. See this bottle? <laughs> oh, uh, is, that a, is, that, is that one-to-one? <laughs> Put, as he puts it in his mouth. This is a replica. Oh. <laughs> it's, a, it's an official WCW replica. Good bit of dubsy dub merch there. <laughs> I often think the bunkhouse book looks a little bit as well like uh, Brian Pillman and a a band member from a Europe tribute act. He looks like if you took modern day Scott Steiner and then applied some of Brian Pillman's genetics. It, it's like this weird meld with a whisper of of um, Tracy Smothers. Yes. Oh yeah. For sure. <laughs> with with a sprinkling, a salt bay sprinkling of Tracy Smothers. <laughs> And uh, Booker T is literally the, with the greatest respect to all involved, I think Booker T is the main grafter in this match. Yeah. Uh, among the other ones. But it's it's him just getting the beat in while Stevie Ray waits for that hot tag. I believe this is the match where Stevie Ray gets a hot tag, does about three moves and tags back. <laughs> there's, there's, I'm done, brother. It is the 90s. There's yeah. a lot of that. <laughs> Stevie ain't gonna ain't gonna stress himself about working too hard. Do we think at any point there was at this time there was indication that Booker T was just gonna go on to become like a mega star? I think Booker T's just uh, dominating in performances, like uh, maximizing everything that he's given, like ring wise. And there you go, like the scissor kick. The, the move set's unique even now. Yes. So back then, this was fucking alien. I remember seeing him do the scissor kick. Like, what the fuck was that? That's <laughs> awesome. How's he doing that? Well, Dirty Dick didn't know how to do it, did he? But it, it's just like, I think. Um, Booker just had that element of uniqueness around him because of the way he moved and that he made every single little element of his in-ring performance count. He made it all important. People, even to this day, say it's just the way, I think it was The Rock recently saying, the way he moves and the way that he, he does his maneuvers, it's just nobody does it like him. When you nobody see Booker wrestle, you know it's Booker. Booker. <laughs> it's true. And, and now he's back in the ring already. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> He's just uh, counting. Left. He's counting his moves. Just one, two, three. <laughs> right back in we go. Bye. Let's be done. <laughs> had a good, had a lovely time. Had a lovely time. What's Stevie Ray doing now? 
Uh, I believe he's running the training school with Booker T. Ah. They run a training school together. And a Reality of wrestling. Yeah. That's I think it's one. a. I think it's like a school and promotion and yeah, they've got like prospects that have already been signed by WWE. I think yes, they have. So they're they're no, they're a, a reputable school, obviously, mm. as they would be with the two names involved. But like they're they're a proven commodity now because they're shipping people up to the big leagues. Storyline in the ring on the right. Oh no, Sherry Martel has banged her head. And she now thinks she's in love with Colonel Rob oh, Parker. No, 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 Colonel, no. Uh, somebody's no. getting some chicken off the Colonel no. tonight. No. Oh, God. Oh, come on. Thank God. Oh, for fuck's sake, it's the nasty oh, boys. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. There's a, lot, there's a lot to take in here. There's a lot to drink in during this bit. It's just the nasty boys, man. Like, I... There's a certain flash of nostalgia whenever I see them, but mainly I just think to all of the uh, all the stories of just like them being dicks to people, and it's just like ah. Oh. I mean, Sherry's a trooper here, like getting her tongue right down, having to having to kiss Colonel Rob Parker, <laughs> the Colonel, yeah, with his tiny body. That thing, he's his arms and stuff. They're not his. His body is like the KFC sign, right? His body's down here. <laughs> I that? always thought. <laughs> You can't unsee it after you see the colonel's tie as his body. But I always thought that anyway. Just a stick man with a very detailed big head. Yeah. <laughs> when somebody said it's his tie, I was like, oh, I was the opposite uh, kid. I was like, it's definitely a tiny body, like for comedy value. No, it's not. It's <laughs> Book Booker T, what the hell? Why are you kissing Rob Parker, mate? It's a, it's a good question. Was it a plan all along? No. She's like, you got the belts back. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Mm. Just a smooch. Let me smooch old Tex from The Simpsons. Whoa, <laughs> to help you get them back. Let's do the replay of that. That's, that's fine. <laughs> Jeez. That's a, I mean, that's, a, that's a, a tough day at the office for Sherry. Oh, yeah. You know? I know they are. Death by Boots. Uh. Is this ironic? Uh, it's around this time, I do believe, that the Nasty Boys get voted the tag team of the year. Yeah. Yes. The greatest tag team in the PWI. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a worry. Oh, she, has, she literally has no pants on underneath that. I just caught a glimpse of Sherry's All right. bottom. All right, Tom. I just saw it Where there. your wandering eyes disappearing to? Towards Sherry's bare bottom. I was focusing on, on Parker. the kiss. <laughs> on the Parker's romance. cock. <laughs> That's where I was looking. <laughs> on his dirty dick, you mean? Dirty was, dick looked a bit like Dave Batista there as he was walking back. <laughs> he looks like just dirty dick Batista. Little, I don't know. He just, the way his beard is. Yes. He, he just looks like a knackered Batista. John! <laughs> Dirty Dick Batista. Dirty Dick Dave. <laughs> Just does this to Colonel Parker. This is the thumbs up, thumbs down for Dirty Dick. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't not see Dave Batista. Papa Gus Buck's crying. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Buck's crying. Look at what you've done to him. Look at what you've made him cry now. <laughs> are you going to pay for the toys to cheer him up? No, you're not, are you? Dick. <laughs> Dick. It'll be me again. <laughs> Dirtiest of dirty dicks. <laughs> I'm going to give you a belt in a minute, Dirty Dick Batista. 
I bet Dirty Dick stinks. He looks like he smells. Well, they've they've both got to look like they smell, right? They're hardworking men. But there's you can you can be a hardworking man and not smell. I genuinely believe. So yeah. sweaty. He can't help it. <laughs> it's just so humid, you know. Sweaty boys. There was an episode of Monday Night Raw that we covered about a year ago, and the aircon in the arena was bust. Everyone oh. was sweating buckets. It was grim. Jim Cornette out there yeah. cutting a promo, like drenched. This is it. It's just like those situations must just suck. Did you ever encounter hot rooms at uh, at WCPW? <laughs> hot uh, I, I'm just terrible with entering any kind of room that's at a different temperature, whether it's colder or hotter. I, right. I just, my body has a hard time getting used to temperatures. It takes it a couple of minutes, so I just kind of go sheen, and then I'm like, fine. <laughs> so like, whether I'm coming in from the cold or coming into a hot room, I just go and sweaty for like five minutes, and then I'm fine. I don't know what's wrong with me. Is that like a... Uh, that'd be like your glands, wouldn't it? Maybe. I have no idea. Sounds like it's an issue. Maybe with I'm dying, Tom. Maybe you're dying. Maybe I'm slow. dying. Maybe. We're all dying. Oh, fuck. Breathing kills us. <laughs> shit. Hang on, I'm going to stop. Just one, one last one. This is a good shit, though. It's a good shit. <laughs> Hold on. Just... There we go. Is that your last breath? But then not breathing kills you quicker. It's so myth. it's a co- like it's That's a catch a twenty two. It's a myth. It's bullshit. <laughs> oh, Where'd you read that fucking Reddit? <laughs> it's fucking. Oh, did you get off Facebook? Four chan, mate. Oh god. <laughs> where the cool kids go? <laughs> this is where Sam just goes blue and faints during the watch along. <laughs> Don't because I'll struggle my doing goal all. Is, my goal is to pass out before this fucking main event. <laughs> no, you're not leaving me. You know, Justin Henry left me. You're not leaving me too. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, just as it comes out, I'm just going to go. <laughs> no! Everyone leaves me! Why does everybody leave I'm actually going to leave you now because I need to have you a, need to a, go for a, a, a Jimmy Piss, yes. <laughs> a Jimmy Piss! I like that. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. So if you are watching, you'll see that Sam Driver has gone for what is called a Jimmy Piss. I will take this time to tell you that if you would like to be a part of a watch-along or a classic Raw review, more so a Raw review, I'll be honest, um, we would love to have you involved uh, via our Patreon. Now... If you listen to the classic SmackDown review, you'll hear uh, one of our wonderful supporters from Patreon, Noah Anderson, on this week's episode. Uh, He uh, reached a certain tier on the Patreon, which allowed him to join us for an episode of the classic SmackDown review. And if you're thinking, I'd quite like to be on a classic Nitro review or a classic Raw review or a classic SmackDown review, find out how at patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. Right now, I'm sad that Sam is missing this. We are seeing uh, the man behind the Glock. (laughs) Adam, uh, Arn Anderson uh, is about to cut a promo of a lifetime based on... Oh. Oh, I thought that was Jesse Ventura then. No, it's not, is it? No, it's not. No, it's, it's, it's a sound alike of Jesse the Body Ventura. But I don't, this was a real exciting thing to discover as a wrestling fan that Rick and Arn Anderson had a match at some point because this was during my time as a lapsed fan. So I, uh, there's lots of little beats that I missed. So when I was going back, you know, before the network was here, I was going back and doing VHS tapes and collecting tapes. So I found that these two had had a little match and uh, it blew my mind. You're back just in time for the Arn Anderson promo. He's just been sick in a bin. 
Remember, he, uh, infamously, he said, I was sick in a bin <laughs> before this match. I was just sick in a bin. You made me vomit, Ric Flair. Hello, Rick. You made me sick in a bin. Pulled, like, the man who pulls out a Glock and shoots somebody's brains out for robbing their car. Yeah. I was sick in a bin having to fight Ric Flair. What if Rick jacked your car? Maybe Jan just lives in a stand-your-ground state, and he's allowed Constantly. to do it. <laughs> it's a constant state of, like, heightened stress. Oh, we just missed the Flair children. Oh, no, we, we caught a little glimpse of, uh, of Ashley, didn't we? I have no idea. She'd have been like a bubber at this point. Future 87-time world champion, Charlotte Living Flair. Living for on just staring holes in Flair. Now we know he carries a gun with him. Yeah. Like, all of these promos just, just get a little bit deeper. Just get a little bit more aggressive. Which is probably why he's so chill when it comes to, like, I'll beat people up. Oh, who's that? Arn's wife. She let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> Put the cat back in the bag! <laughs> I was having a shit! <laughs> oh, Flair's left him again. I like Arn as a promo. Or yeah. like, I know we joke about pull out the Glock, etc. He's a stunning promo. He's a stunning promo, but there's just shades of Steiner running through it, and that's yes. what I like. It's just those points where it becomes shouty and angry and completely like ambiguous. <laughs> I like the ones where we go, uh, I hate to blow my own horn, but toot, toot. <laughs> Hearing someone like Arn say toot, toot. Here we go. Up for this. It's going to be a quick one. It's just going to, Flair gets into the ring, then you see him just fall forward, clutching his chest. Oh. And, uh, it, just, it just starts panning up, like, just slowly, like it would for Sting. But there's just Arn with a cigarette lit on the side, and he just picks it up, and there's just a sniper rifle, and he's just like little red dot. <laughs> he's just sat there. Flair's just rolling around, bleeding everywhere, and he's just having a gentle smoke. <laughs> Count him out. <laughs> Where's his gun at this point? I think it's in his bag. But like in a little secret compartment in his bag in the locker oh, room. Oh no, no, he Arn is always ready. Oh, do you reckon he's got it in his trousers. It's it's it's. I always thought Arn Anderson had just a meaty, meaty uh, pecker. Yeah, just a, a meaty pecker. But instead, it, it's actually just a Glock nine mil. He's very careful when he pulls out the Glock. He could pull out the. <laughs> exactly. You may as well keep them together if they rhyme. That way, you'll never lose them. <laughs> I keep my Glock. Near McClark. <laughs> That's right, I have a Fitbit in my pants. I like his little red nose. <laughs> Just the little red bobble on the That's, end of his nose. It's a man who's drank a lot of bitter. <laughs> There's always that one guy in the pub who literally just spends his whole life just drinking Banks' mild or Banks' bitter. And they're just red-nosed, red-faced. It's like when you go to Harrogate. Everybody in Harrogate, it feels to me anyway, everybody in Harrogate lives in the pursuit of gout. <laughs> <laughs> and sort of the glowing red nose and cheeks and the inability to walk. In the pursuit of gout. They're, they're like a badge of honor. It's like, I have eaten enough red meat and drank enough fine red <laughs> wine in order to be bestowed with this glowing red nose. <laughs> and now my whole private my area feet. really hurts. <laughs> it's the reward. That's it. For years of good service to the meat industry. A weepy dong. <laughs> Google gout when you get Don't chance, Google kids. Don't Google gout. 
<laughs> Basically, all you need to know is if you don't know what gout is, you get it from being too posh. No, you don't get it from being too posh. It, it, you get it from eating all of the wrong things all of the time and living very indulgently. Oh, dear. <laughs> I think you've got to have it's a like I'm on the pursuit to gout. <laughs> That's it. That's a challenge. Let's do it. Who can get gout first? <laughs> That's a video. You watch that. You you watch that. Bust the That's algorithm. That's a fucking mukbang and a half. <laughs> why is there no, no, why is there no disclaimers of gout at the beginning of mukbangs? <laughs> I think it's very rare you have an entire table of cheese, steak, and red wine as a mukbang. You say that. <laughs> Yeah, 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 I've never I'll done that. I'll tell you what, though. Like, the area around here, I knew the students around here were a little bit more well-off. Because mm. they're very nice buildings around here for the students. But as I was making my way in this morning, you know, when I lived in Heaton, there'd be crisp packets, there'd be tab packets, mm. there'd be all sorts just litter on the floor, there'd be some, like, throw-up, there'd be a thrown-out kebab just that somebody's dropped and not picked up. There'd just be disgusting shit everywhere. But, that, you know, it's just student area. It's just students, isn't it? When I'm walking into this morning... There was, again, some alcohol containers strewn about Tom. Strewn. They were just thrown down. Oh, well, they weren't thrown. They were gently placed down. Uh, and, and somebody had been drinking a lot of mid-priced red wine. It was surreal. They were just, like, next to the student halls rather than it just being Foster's and, like, smashed up bottles and cans of Budweiser and stuff. There were just these... Bottles of red wine that had just wow. been empty, just like plopped up next to this car. It's like Some, fucking hell. Someone's on a pursuit of gout, clearly. Yeah. I don't think it's <laughs> the fact that they are, um, the students are well off. I think that if they've traveled from the south to here, up here is cheap compared to south. That is that is very That's true. The, you know, the, 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 true. the cost of living is very cheap and, in Newcastle. And as I learned the last time I was in London, it finally kind of dawned on me. They just, they London is its own country and we can yeah. all go fuck ourselves. Yeah, so it, it, it does right. feel like that. Yeah. Uh, oh, we need to uh, sort the telly very quickly. Yeah, it's fine. If you're watching on the Patreon, there, go. there you go. Have that back. But it, it just felt a bit like... Oh, like it, it's its own world. Like it doesn't, it doesn't need or think about any of us. And I got really down about it. But uh, yeah, they're making making the best of the exchange rate up here. Because <laughs> the, the Jordy knows, Pound is flying. Knows, I'm down in London for the NFL this weekend, and I'm uh, yeah, my mate, my mate surprised me with a ticket for my birthday. I'm gonna get to see the Jets get beat probably, but I I How love amazing. the Jets and I I want them to win so badly. Where um, are they playing the Niffel? They're playing it at Tottenham stadium no. the new fancy one i've heard a lot of good things about so hopefully it'll be it'll be a, a, an enjoyable weekend but mm. i'm not looking forward to uh to just that extra couple of quid because we're creeping up up here now i remember the times when you know a five or a pint was a bit of a treat and now it's just like yeah it's a five or five fifty six pounds yes. it's like we're starting to get american males oh there we go oh, oh yeah ray trailer man big ray but yeah i i uh i'm, I'm kind of like sort of dreading that first couple of bars because it's just going to be like ah yeah you're going to I hope you remortgage to be that to be that stereotypical northerner hey man it's me Alex Wright see German if you want to know what all the Germans are about (laughs) then pick me and we will have a great victory I promise (laughs) that's what he was just saying there to uh so (laughs) by the way uh the the tag title match uh what did uh what did Shagger Dave give it Tag match. Uh, the one that we, we talked about gigs all the way through. Yeah, let's say... <laughs> let's say a 1.5. Minus one star. Minus one star. Dave was not a fan. Oh, yeah, fuck. The, the entire start. Yeah, no. 
I'm surprised he didn't give that a dud. <laughs> nice. That would have been generous. Yeah. Because was... it did evolve into something a bit more interesting. But... It says match started very slow and didn't improve. Yeah. <laughs> but I like this bit. So the wrestlers are, are in the crowd because they, they're kind of selling the significance of Arn versus Rick. Yeah. By it's... just getting the crowd to watch the That's match. it. The wrestlers want to see this. Yeah. That, that tells how special it is. I wish they'd do this more. Well, yeah, because then it wouldn't be special. No, but like for, you know, once every few years, just have a couple of people like, oh, fuck. I like it when during a title match, like people come out onto the apron or onto the ramp and watch. Yeah. Stuff like that's quite nice. I like those little touches. Um, to talk about beer prices and stuff, because I went to see John Grant last Friday. Yeah. Um, we went to Warwick Arts Centre, which is at Warwick Uni. Yes. So my mum and I went for a few drinks at Warwick Uni. Oh, please tell me started. that the SUs are still as cheap as they used to be. Mate, a pint of Carlin was like £2.20. Yeah. I and I watched the U student discount was, on top of it. It was what? It was £1.80 with a student card for a pint at RSU. There were pound trebles that were very popular uh, and then got banned. And then it was three singles for the same price. And then that <laughs> got banned. And they just brought trebles back because people kicked off enough. But it... it, it those were some messy, messy times. Some very messy times. <laughs> they had Budweiser on draft, and it was like three quid. And I th- normally, I'd pay nearly six quid for Budweiser on draft. Yeah. So I went, I'm going to be a bit affluent. I'm going to pay three quid for Budweiser on draft. You know what I'm, I'm uh, morbidly curious about? and I, the, yes. but the, To the point, but I, I don't think I would buy it. But I just kind of want to know. In America, right? Get mm. this. In America. They sell brown ale. On draft, they did that round here for a little bit. Yeah, they better. Mm, they, they at better the not strawberry come back. No. and at Beeling House, bottle and a half glass. That is it. That's all <laughs> you need. You don't need to super chill it. You don't need to. It just. It, it just I didn't it's mind brown it. ale. I didn't mind it. No, it was it, the, that's satanic. The strawberry. It comes in a bottle. <laughs> Beeling House. It comes and, in a bottle. <laughs> um, San, not the Sam. Sam has the hotel. What's the place next? The Shark Bar. The Shark Club. Shark yeah, Club. Yeah, Shark Club. Shark Club. Do it. They, they did it on draft, and then they took it away because obviously the world revolted. Yes. And they went no because it comes in a bottle with a half glass. That that's, it. that's how you should do it. Yes. That's, yeah, it does taste better. That and way. it's never Nuki Brown. It's Brown Ale. That's all it is. You don't need to say the brand because you know what it is. Brown Ale. <laughs> brown Ale. <laughs> I do wish we could bring it back to the city though. I wish we could bring the production back to the Where city. is it currently? Uh, I believe it's up in Scotland still. Right. Because the McEwen Brewery used to be near the stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that all got sold off and moved around. Oh. And now we've got those, we've got the Sandman and all those lovely big new uni buildings. Uni accommodations where the money is in the in Newcastle area. Yeah, I've heard that apparently the reason we have so much uni accommodation popping up in the UK is that after a while the rights revert back to the... Uh, the building's owners. Ah. So after a while, they can kick all the students out and boom, primo flats in the middle of a city. And you've got lovely flats in the middle of a city that you can sell. You have to re-kit the entire inside, but it's all right. that's what I've been hearing. Ah. So that might be why we're kind of inundated with this swathe of, you know, almost zombie buildings. They're just coming out of nowhere. It's true. Oh, that, that makes sense, actually, that you use it as, yeah, once the students are gone, and then if you don't want to keep it student accommodation, you have got some lovely flats. Yeah. I mean, Newcastle. all the ones in Newcastle are like bang city centre, <laughs> like really big buildings. I feel like living in Newcastle for the past five years, I think I've kind of just been on this consistent night out. Yeah, it never really ends, does it? <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, it ended for a bit during lockdown, obviously. Yeah, but then... that, was, that was very nice. Uh, 
initially not so nice because it was like, let's get another bottle of wine. And then it was like, I'm not drinking anymore. I can't do this no. shit. It's too depressing. Um, I remember in 2017, um, Alex ended up moving home. Like like her job ended for a bit. She ended up moving home for about six months. Yeah. So I lived up here on my own. She came up on the weekends. So I go to yeah. her on the weekends. And um, God, I put weight on. <laughs> because you realise like, yeah. that you live in a party town yeah. and I had a job that finished and, the, at 7pm yeah. in the middle of the city. And more often than not, when it, you're messaging people going, oh, he's about like yeah. what he's up to, he's want to hang out later. It's like, yeah, we're at the pub. I'm 100% out and, and I'm 100% like, there. All right. <laughs> Most nights were just bleary. Yeah. So it's, it's nice it's having it back. It's oh, a it's amazing. City. I don't want to be anywhere else. <laughs> you know... Yeah, life takes you weird places, but I, I quite like being here. Yeah. You know, this is this has felt more like a home than I think I've ever known, like Newcastle. I've never lived uh, like uh, out of the northeast properly, so I think that'll probably happen at some point I, I think in my you'll... life. I think I'll be out of this country eventually because mm. it, it's just getting weird. I think out of the country, I think you'll have a lovely time. I don't know whether you, if you go down south, you might be... I, I You might have the reverse that I had where you just go, oh, I prefer to... I prefer to I, I'm, maybe. Yeah, I kind of I, I think I'll always prefer it here but I, I don't know I just feel like maybe mm. maybe uh, I don't know it just feels like I might I might need yeah. to live away at some point I think we should all live away a little bit not all together but we. It's, I think it'd do good for everybody yeah just to you know, I always had quite like the idea of living in Reykjavik uh, see I'd love to live somewhere cold yeah yeah if you could get me like uh, somewhere cold as fuck <laughs> like uh, where it snows for most of the year and I can have a super internet connection so I can still do shit. Yeah. Uh, and all I have is just swathes and swathes of snow. Just for as far as I can see from my window where my desk is, I can just see snow. I'd be happy. I'd That's be the happiest man ever. There you go. Well, manifest it. And do it. But it's manifest so your destiny. You've seen how expensive Norway is to live in. Yeah, but... It's like 11 quid for a pint. Figure it out. Yeah, but then surely when you're over there and you do, maybe you do a job well, over there. their economy's there. a lot better. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> you like 11 quid. It is a lot. And when you weigh it up with what 11 quid gets us here, yeah. with what 11 quid gets you in Norway. Gets you nearly two pints here. That gets you, nearly, <laughs> that gets you a pint and a bit. That gets you a pint, a and, pint some and a Coke. <laughs> in London, it gets get you a lovely nuts. scooter. <laughs> I really wanted to live in London when I was younger. I, f I felt like when living in the West Midlands, yeah. London felt like the epicenter of the universe. And, it's, and when you're there, it is. I was always really apprehensive about it, like having to maybe move there one day for a media mm. job because it was just like, I just, fuck. I like, I like big cities, but I just couldn't be arsed with the faff of London. I don't know what it is. London, every single time I've been has just been a faff. Yeah. Whether it's been for work for an extended period, whether it's been for like just a weekend or a week or whatever, like, it's just been a faff. <laughs> I quite like the pace. I don't know. I, when I was I, younger, I do I enjoy the pace. Maybe yeah, now I'm older, I, I won't I, enjoy it as much. I enjoy that it's just always moving and it, like it's just got cool shit as far as the eye can see. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. There's just something about it. It's just like grind the city. It just feels like you just grind when you live there. I just went for a week after I'd had a breakup to London for the week. Just booked yeah. a hotel and just stayed away. And um, I ended up just I'm with no plans. And just went, I know people in London. I can I can arrange to meet people and stuff. There was a friend of mine that I I got to know on Vine. Yeah. Back in such how long ago this was. <laughs> and we ended up going for, for lunch and some coffees. And that was really nice. And then a friend of mine, another friend of mine who I met through Vine, um, used to work for 
for BBC Radio 2. Mm. And she organised me to sit in with Chris Evans. Really? On the front on my last day there. Oh, that's it sweet. Was amazing. That's it was, awesome. It was a, it was a Friday. Friday used to have guests on, so I sat in the studio and you had Chris Evans doing the desk and it was Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson <laughs> with his Glock. With his Glock. It was Robbie Williams, uh David Jason, yeah, and James Blunt. Nice. All in the room together and they all sang bonfire art at one point. Oh. What a weird day. <laughs> Brilliant. Just in awe of all the the shit going on. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. Always very grateful for stuff like that, and I think I think that I remember that trip sort of r- 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 put in my mind like always pay stuff like that forward. Yeah, where you can like always like do something good for somebody with no benefit to you. Oh yeah, well that's it. You pay it forward. It's karma, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. And and I think that sort of solidified in my mind. That's the sort of person I'd like to be. Yeah, and it, it's one of those things. But then I talk about like the pace of London and the grind of it, and the sat here, and I'm like, oh, I'd 100% live in Tokyo. Like, mm, you'd suit Tokyo, I reckon. If I can, if I can learn the language, and and I ever get round to that, like I'd, I'd live there in a heartbeat. If I if I was able to continue doing what I do, of course. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just a cool place, man. It's just a really cool place. If you could, so if you could, well, we've proved we can all work remotely. Yeah, but that, that's uh, that's a different level of remote. It's a that's... day ahead. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to be really on it. I'll have all the scoops before everybody else, though. <laughs> yeah, you can tell us what news is going to break. I'll see Raw. Th- no. <laughs> I'm joking. I won't watch Raw. <laughs> that's quite exciting, though, to live in a different time zone. And go, I know what's going to happen. Yeah. I'd love to live in, like, Barca or uh, Berlin. Berlin's a great city. Nice. You've named loads of places you want to live. You've yeah. thought about this a long time. Oslo would be great, but again, it's got to be minted. Ugh. Surely you just need like a bump for cash to start with, and then you can get there and earn some. And then what we want to do really is get on that Twitch malarkey, because as I've seen from <laughs> some leaked documents, they can earn a fair bit. They can earn it. They can do all yeah. right. We do, if we start a Dungeons & Dragons channel... Yeah, we can earn up to ten million dollars. That's it, though, man, isn't it? The popularity of those guys is amazing. They're very good. Oh yeah, they're very good. Um, Lest we forget, I thought the Twitch thing, like uh, not not away from like the the leak, but in general, I thought the Twitch to the outside. Jeepers! They have had a good match, by the way. We have not talked about it, but it has been a very good match. I thought the Twitch bubble might have burst by now, but apparently it hasn't. No, I think it's the I think it's the future. Mm. I think this is you know the the interactivity of Twitch is beyond any other medium, uh, video wise, because you have direct connection, don't you? Mm-hmm. And that's it with your core audience of plus you know like uh, kids wanted to be YouTubers, kids still want to be YouTubers, Kid, kids want to be Twitch stars. They like mm. it's just kind of the new thing, isn't it? So until some new crazy platform we'd never even thought about comes along, that's kind of in this thing. in this bubble, aren't we? I do worry that lots of kids kind of go, "I want to be a Twitch streamer, I want to be a YouTuber," and I go, "As long as we have some doctors, yeah." In the future, the lines have kind of blurred because, I, like when we were kids, it you know it's like, "Oh, I want to be you know, a TV presenter, I want to do this," but like they were on TV and it was very kind of okay. Mm. Like they're playing a character, or they're doing, and that with Twitch. And also, there wasn't the, the there wasn't the avenues either, because obviously, like people have personas, so like you know, they're not always the same people on screen as they are in real life, mm. and so you you have that kind of disconnect where people see people 
on screen together or like they they see people like uh like twitch streaming and where they they kind of have an idea of the person but they don't really know the person mm. really so it, it's like almost everything feels super real despite it still being kind of show busy and a bit you know yeah failed. Yeah, you're kind of. They argue that oh, I'm just chatting to somebody in real life, and really, pretty much everybody that you watch is sort of portraying a yeah. That's character. It. Everybody has a, a bit of a gimmick. Yeah, but but don't you know? Don't get it twisted. It's not like oh, in no. real life the cameras go off. Go now. I'm going to be an oh, asshole. No, no. It's, it's more it's just like there's like, a bit yeah, of a. It's it's like a you know you're always an amplified version of yourself, aren't you? Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's like when people say when they meet Ross, like oh, I thought he was going to be really loud and bright. It's like no, he's a super quiet dude. Like, mm-hmm. Super quiet, super reserved. Like it's just how he is. I thought they'd just come and shout again. Getting a cheeky bit of humping in on the mat there. <laughs> he's, just re- he's just repositioning his gun. Yeah, he's loading the Glock. He, he, landed, he landed on his Glock. Loading the Glock <laughs> with his cock. He landed on the Glock. <laughs> How old was old Marty Lund at this point? God knows. I reckon, like, looking at that, like, now in the 90s and looking at the hairline, I reckon he was probably 32. Yeah, that's it. Because like, <laughs> the 90s are such a strange time <laughs> for appearances. Mm. I just, I, John Tenter still blows me away, right? I always thought John Tenter was like 40. It's like, no, he's like 22, though. <laughs> it's like, what? And then when he died, he was like 42 when he died or something. And it, it was like, whoa, like, John Tenter just always looked beyond his years he like, did always so but many then he did. never aged did he when you saw him for all that time he never really aged it was just like oh. he's just had an older face but then like my mom and dad when when they were my age looked older yeah i mean well, that's it like but uh, my parents had all the shit together they had a mortgage they had kids by now like mm, they, yeah i'm same. like <laughs> times have changed different world <laughs> different world though innit because like my mom and dad met when they were like in their 20s yeah and, like within a year they went should we get married yeah all right should we have yeah. kids yeah all right should we get a house yeah all right <laughs> done box ticked all done and uh <laughs> I think just society has changed and I think there's less of that. I think it's more about society's become a bit more follow your dreams type thing. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> very much... Uh, if your dreams have kids, then happy days. Yeah, that's it. Mm. Well, I think, I think everybody's just kind of burnt out. Mm. I think everybody's just burnt out. We're working more than ever. We're just like, I don't know. It just feels like we're just in this big capitalist kind of nightmare <laughs> like work harder okay but i've got four hours tonight that i was really wanting to play some video game updates <laughs> okay well i can i just improve my internet infrastructure no can't do it okay well i'm gonna sit here and watch netflix can't load sorry <laughs> right insufficient yeah. funds uh, work more <laughs> conform like, consume obey <laughs> I remember Alex and I talked about it, and and like because we've got friends. All our stupid friends are having yeah. stupid children, and uh, we both just got we're all right. It's one of those things where we'd be like, doing I, it, but I'm under kinda, duress. I, I don't think I'm that asked either way, and I I think if I had the money and I could guarantee the kid is going to have a great life and everything they could want for will be covered, then yeah. See, I don't even I think could, that. I could do that, but at the same time, like. It's weird that the happiest people I meet over the age of 50 seem to be childless couples. It, it's, it's strange, I, like, especially in the creative fields anyway. Mm. Like, it's, uh, it's a very taxing and demanding. Like, I, I worry about getting a puppy soon. And it's mm. like, I'm going to need to take a lot of time off work for just a puppy. And then, you know, I'm going to be out. So the dog needs to come with me. Like, is it feasible? No, not yet. Okay. 
And so, like, you know, I know that I'll be working late or I'll be doing this or I'll not be home till 3 a.m. And I'm, how am I going to walk the dog? And, how, and it's just the thought of that and then adding a child to that. That's yeah. like, fucking what? Look at a cat, mate. Well, cats look after themselves. He's all right. I, I do enjoy, and I love cats, and we've had cats as mm. a family before, but I, uh, I don't know, man. I want a chihuahua real bad. It's a good shout, actually. I want a dash and a chihuahua or a sheep, and I think I'm going to get a sheep Ooh. first. Which yeah, one's think, a sheep? I think we're looking. Shiba Inu's the, um, the Japanese dogs that look like foxes, the orange. Oh, oh they're cute. Yeah. I like they're, uh, they are little assholes. <laughs> They are like horrible little assholes. <laughs> Bless them, though. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 uh, I think we're gonna get probably a sheep first. I like that. Yeah, no, they're nice. Steph will not allow me to get a chihuahua, so I'll be bringing a chihuahua <laughs> home and and, Just... and living with the consequences. Ah, <laughs> oh, spoiler! <laughs> Remember this when oh, when she, Sam's she looking disheveled, he's living she in the knows. office. She knows already it's going to happen. She's like, you're not. I'm, like, I am. I'm bringing home a chihuahua one day. Just walking with it under your, under your arm. It's never going to walk anywhere, that dog. If I get a chihuahua, it's going to just literally live. It's going to be like... You could be like Mongo. I'm, yeah, I'll be Mongo. John! I'll grow my hair out, get it in a ponytail, get little outfits for him. Yeah. That'd be adorable. Yeah. I was going to call it Peppy as well, which I'm sure was the name of his dog. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, I, I'm saying I don't, know what, I don't know what the dog's current life status is. I, I don't believe it will be um, active. Not an active dog. Dog no longer <laughs> active. Yes, the dog has been deactivated. Um, <laughs> Please deactivate your dog. <laughs> Please remember to switch off your dog. <laughs> but I had no interest in getting a cat. I think I've told this story multiple times, but I had no interest They're in getting a best, cat. Though. They're great. Oh, yeah. Like, but like Alex saw pets, him. Pets are the best. Yeah, but Alex saw him. Um... He was look. He was astray. Fled a friend of ours couldn't keep him. Tree awoke, and she said, "She called me to the room and just said, I don't know what it is, but we need him. I don't know yeah. what it is, but we need him.' And yeah. I and I trust Alex quite implicitly with decisions like that. <laughs> I went, "All right, cool. Let's go see him." Yeah. Like I, there's an instinct here within you that comes to life every so often, and I just yeah. go, "I think I'm just gonna support that." Yeah, wholeheartedly. And I wasn't sold on the idea, even even as he was arriving. Nah, I wasn't sold. They 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 make you they yeah. make you get on board. Oh yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd now take a bullet for it. <laughs> Anyone, if everyone even looks at him funny, they're, the they're, one, they're the fucking dead. The only downside of cats, the only downside of cats, is fucking furballs. He doesn't do them. He will. He, he sicked up some grass the other day. We got, yeah. He bought him some cat grass and he ate it. And then about an hour later, just vomited it all back up. Cat grass. Yeah, you, like you get, you get it from the pet shop. It's special grass that the cats can eat that is clean and organic and is good for their digestion. A little bit fibre, yeah. Yeah, huh. but he ate it, and then and Alex sent me a video of him eating it, going, oh, look at him, he's lovely. And then as I walked into the door, just, walked home, he's just there going, Bleh! Oh, oh, good. So There's nothing worse than that noise, that kind of... You watch the, and you watch the body convulse. Like, and it's like every single... I'll pick the cat up and be like, get the fuck out of the house! Yeah, <laughs> on the lino, on the lino! <laughs> Not on the carpet! Do it in the kitchen. We clean that. <laughs> then he's like, but I want to walk on the carpet. No, stay over there. We shut him in the bathroom. He'd been sick twice. We shut him in the bathroom. Oh, four. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he was just so sad. Like, why have you put me in here? Like, just so you can be sick on the floor and not sick on the carpet. <laughs> and then he did and he was fine. He's oh, come right on, on. Don't tap. Don't tap on. Don't mm. tap on. Don't tap I on. I can't fight this. Bear in mind, he's got a Glock in his... Trousers. He is, but he's at a bad angle here. He'll be shooting the ref's knees off. 
If someone comes and puts me in a figure four, I pull out the Glock, blow their brains all over the pavement. Can you imagine right now he's in this figure four and then a dick just pops up out holding <laughs> a gun. <laughs> the knob with the golden gun. Flare goes wild, like, no, 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 no. And then not the, the, the knob Austin, cock. The Austin bang flag comes out. <laughs> not, the, not the Glock cock. He's seen it. Oh, just seen the Glock oh, cock. He's not having that. Flair just spat in his face. He armed up, and now he's just punching him in the knee. Yes. <laughs> he's arning up. He's arning up. There we go. Reverse the, the pressure. For That's Arn. it, man. Of course, the pop for Arn. Look at him. The pop for Arn Anderson. Imagine, right, if Hulk Hogan hadn't fucking rocked up in WCW, we could have had an Arn Anderson world title run. Arn Anderson is leader of the NWO. Oh, <laughs> Glock World Order. <laughs> yes. I think we could have had an Arn WCW title run if Hogan hadn't turned up. I just really love that, that Arn's name backwards is NRA. <laughs> yeah, he knew. <laughs> From a cold dead hands. <laughs> he knew. <laughs> the, the memes that have come from it, like Arn oh. Anderson put onto Reservoir Dogs posters and yeah. stuff, it's just been a deep joy. Oh, he's going for it again. Arn's got him. Small package. He knows him so well. Two. Oh. He knows him so well. Sam, that's the problem. He knows his best friend so well, but he's still losing. Arn knows the sat knows the the counter to all things. God love him, enforcer in little handwriting. Um, Flair, uh, I just think Flair and Arn would have had a great world title feud. Yeah, Flair, like Arn Anderson, never should have should have should have been a world champion. I I. I Arn believe that watching still this. still hold all of the titles with a Glock in his hands. I want him just to shoot on Omega. No, again, not literally. And just. I was saying oh. this, though. You've got to make sure that. that oh, Flyer Brian. Now, out. this. Hold that thought. Hold that thought because we get a kick. Oh. We get, sorry, we get a punch. We get a, we get a, a kick. And watch, watch this fucking DDT from Arn. Like. Oh. Boom! Oh, snap, DDT! Slick bastard! Oh, beautiful. Slick bastard! Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, I was saying that the next StarCast, they would be literally wasting so much money if they didn't do a super, super, super platinum edition that included a trip to a lo local shooting range with Arn Anderson in in appearance. I want a photo with Arn pointing a Glock at my head. I don't think they allow you to point <laughs> guns at anybody's head in those environments. Oh, Maybe a big foam one. Big Maybe a big oh, foam one. Arn Anderson foam guns. <laughs> like a foam finger. Yes. Yes. Foam Glocks. You owe me a tenner <laughs> this time, Tony. Yes, Tony. Please just put the royalties in our next paycheck. And I want Thank 30 you. of the, the, the... I said 30, holding up four. I want 30 <laughs> of the... Um, Give me seven. The, the, the foam guns. Signed, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's so... Oh, oh Flair's do doing it. a little... little. Oh, no, I thought he was doing a little bleed. Is he? No, no. It looked like he had a little bit of blood in his head, though. Flair did the job for Arn. I was going to say, if Flair was going to bleed, though, Flair really bleeds when he's going to bleed. Mm. Like, I love how like Flair no-sells Pillman, and then Pillman no-sells Flair, and then just boff. Ba-bang, right to the back of the head, and, and just snap. Oh, See you later. He's so good. Fundamentals, man. Just... Did we see a spinebuster in that match? 
I'm going to go a yes. Yeah, I think we did. The, the One of the greatest wrestling gifts that exists is the Arn Anderson Spinebuster The Undertaker in 2002. Yes. I watched that multiple times yes. when it comes on my feed. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Just every, like Arn's motion is just sublime. Bobby's fuming. <laughs> Bobby's indifferent. Here we go. <gasps> Here we go. We're going to win Hulk Hogan. Oh. Uh, what did Davy Davy Meltzer give Arn and Rick? Four point two five. Three and a half. Three and a half. Less than the opening match. Nice. <laughs> Look at this. I'm so happy. The dungeon. <laughs> oh my god, man. So yeah, this is how you derail an event and ruin its legacy 101. Yay! War Games put on uh, one of the most ridiculous matches and storylines of all time after a night of pretty enjoyable wrestling for the most part. Mm-hmm. It's not even warm. <laughs> it's not hot. It's not hot. It's not hot. There's only four of you. All eight. He said eight. That means there's eight of them. I thought it was a bag of crisps for a second there. Hogan chips. Hogan flavoured crisps. Pastanania fries. Oh. Before we get into the rigors of this, I'm going to take the obligatory... A Jimmy Whittle. To the well, I will do. I'll try and recap what's going on. we got some red backgrounds. Sullivan's got some sad old roses. Oh, they expired. Oh, what have you done? Absolute. Can't take him anywhere. Can't take him anywhere. Everybody hates you! Why has he got a little figure of Hulk? <laughs> this is what's going to happen to you. Dink, 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 dink. Oh. War games! So, even Tony's looking despondent here. Yes, he did. He declared war. Oh, look at him on his bike. Oh, no, 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 not the bike. No. And then we get, go on, cut to the shot. Cut to the shot. Cut to the shot. Cut to the shot. Here we go. Here we go, everybody. Get ready for it. Get ready for it. There it is. Oh, they cut away. Paul White goes, <laughs> really funnily after that. Oh, it's one of the best. It's one of the best shit promo, like promo vignettes, like ever. Just hanging out, signing some stuff, doing an interview, and boom, around the corner comes a monster truck. Oh, it's serious now. We got another package for it. Some believe. A special purpose. Fish Islands. Oh my god. There's just a beauty to these shit old promos, man. Look at the state of it. You've just missed uh, one hype package and then the second one started. Is that door shut fully? Have you given a big shove? Yeah, so there was one that kind of recapped Hogan's bike getting run over. Um, you know, with the giant kind of going, ha, 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 Remember me, it. Hogan? Yeah. You beat up my dad. 
so you got I'm we've had giant. that and now we're getting the like, <laughs> we're getting a promo that started with in a world basically get in the immortal one He's, he's getting booed, old. but he's still our fave. He's wrestling on a beach, and now he's in a mall. America. <laughs> Did I read that the Mall of America would like to host an AEW event? Yes, and they fucking better. They better do. They better. Oh, be so or happy. I'll never come all the way to Minnesota to <laughs> again? go to the Mall of America again <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> I, want, I want one at uh, Fulham as well. I'm sure it was the Mall of America who had a roller coaster in it as well. <laughs> like an actual roller coaster running through the mall. Ooh. That's Metroland. <laughs> no, no, Metroland was off in a little corner. Oh, it was, wasn't this it? This was, I'm sure I, it was that mall, but there's a roller coaster that goes through the mall. Like, Answers really on a postcard. We think it is. So Luger is now part of, of Hogan's team. Good. Oh, because vintage Luger footage. So we've got Hogan, we've got Hogan 2. Mmm. Thought we got oh. oh here we go we got the stinger we got the holster we've got the lexa the, the lexter we've got the matchster uh, we've got jimmy hartster at the back with mean gene okalinster i do like all the uh the gear all the gear and no idea this is it I, you know i want to see more teams doing this i want to see more teams getting in camo for war games yes please yeah oh they've, they've been drinking agent orange I remember them saying they've been drinking, been drinking Agent Orange. They need yes. to get to a fucking emergency <laughs> room right now. Right now. Luger's arm Macho just Man could probably survive that, but none of the other boys. <laughs> Not even. God, there's so much. So it's much gonna cut going the legs on next. here. Are you going to win? Yes. I hope so. <laughs> then hands it to Sting. I'd like us to win a match. <laughs> Cheers, Luger. When I slammed Yokozuna and he's pulled the mic away. <laughs> Vince! Is Luger going to get a word in? I don't think he is. I'm sick of talking, so let's talk a little bit more. I hope they give Jimmy Hart a word. Oh, he is? No. <laughs> you can't see me. <laughs> I've got the camouflage on! <laughs> I don't know how they yell so much without getting sore throats because I can't do it without having to go. <coughs> oh, I remember what this promo is. <laughs> What's this promo? Right. Hogan wants the last word. Oh, no. <laughs> this is going to keep going like the last clap competition. Yes. So, like, Hogan's back on the mic. And he keeps wrapping up with, the little Hulkamaniacs, brother. Making sure he gets all his shit in there. Here comes Sting. Macho. Now, if I'm right in thinking, that's it. So they all, they're all done. <laughs> Maybe they're all gonna, they're gonna win the match. And they're like, Savage is gone. Luger's Stinger. Hogan's oh. still there. Hogan wants another word. So like Hogan's center of the thing. Pasta mania, brother. <laughs> so they all come back. <laughs> They're just like, come on, let's go. <laughs> they all just try and get Oh, him. Lex is not getting tagged in for that. Posing in front of Hogan. Hogan's the one that must pose. This is some bollocks. It's amazing. The ball's on them. The How dare they? There we go. He's like, get out of that here. Was it. Savage was going to talk again and Hogan shoves them. Away. And then he's going to come running back in any second now. Come on. Just come on. One come quick on. brother. 
Are we going to get a rambly Dungeon of Doom promo now? No, I don't think we're so lucky. Oh, God. So good. Pull up your socks and get ready. Hogan pushing Savage. I can't you look can't at, talk. But I still, I just can't look at uh, Mean Gene anymore without thinking about his hurried national anthem. Oh, bless him! Oh, say can you see? Because what? Because what's the face in Chelsea yeah. sing it? So they had to. So he had to do it. Oh, oh here we go. Oh, now, now is this the worst War Games? Because there I have been some know. stinkers. I have seen every War Games, but there have been some stinkers. Because I'm sure the one with um, Shockmaster in, but after the Shockmaster fall was pretty awful. Yeah, but I mean, Shockmaster was DOA because of that. They should have really just sent him away for a few months and and came back and debuted him as somebody entirely new. (laughs) If you're watching, we are at 2 hours, 11 minutes and 41, 42, 43, 44, 45. Fireworks are going off as the cage is lowering. No, those are the rockets that are sending the cage down. Oh, to the, are they? Yeah, they, they push it down from the ceiling. Oh, it's I like, stand it's like corrected. Reverse, reverse space travel. <laughs> oh, oh God, God, something's just exploded on Sorry. it. Oh, no. Oh, God. We had some money left over. They've <laughs> accidentally <laughs> lent on the nitro start button. <laughs> <laughs> now, the War Games idea, I think, is phenomenal. And yes. oh, here we go, the official rules. All right, there are seven periods in war games. First period lasts five minutes. All other periods last two minutes. One man from each team enters during the first period. And after the first period ends, the head referee flips a coin. Team that wins the toss, send in its second man. Put your red coat on the blue pad. More rules. After the second period ends, the other team sends in its second man, making war games two on two. After the third period, the team which has the team which won the coin toss sends in its third man, and then teams alternate Who's during the, the remaining man? periods until all eight men are in. They're dead. Oh no! Hold on. Surrender <laughs> or submission going. is the only way to win. No pinfalls count out to disqualifications. <laughs> Official times kept at ringside. Head referee has final say in war games, so he can just reverse the finish whenever he wants. <laughs> and we've got a nice grenade. Oh, special stipulations been added. To War Games, the match beyond. Then the Taskmaster must face Hulk Hogan in the cage tonight. Oh. Five minutes for the Taskmaster. Yeah. Do whatever he wants. Oh, he's going to hit so many leg drops. All one (laughs) of them. Kiss him. We, of course, uh, if you are new to War Games as a concept since NXT, we have the roof on the cell here. Mm. Uh, And this is classic on. Talking a classic! Yes, no. Brother Brutal. Yes, no. <laughs> Isn't it revealed after this that he was sent as a spy? Yes. So that, yeah, for he, fuck's he's, sake. He's only pretending to be a Imagine being a steal a living and make that much money. <laughs> if anyone was going to be a shark, a, a, a spy, I'd have said shark. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's got the least commitment to the outfit. <laughs> or maybe Haku. <laughs> yeah, maybe Haku. Why do you got given a golden spike for his sins? Yes. <laughs> Sullivan's just wearing a track jacket here. Maybe it's Sullivan. <laughs> There's a mole within the Dungeon of Doom. <laughs> Imagine it was yeah, Sullivan. All we need now is that we got... It was me, Dungeon. Got it sh- was me, Dungeon. <laughs> it was me all along, Dungeon. No, the, the difference being that, like, like we've already got a shark. We've got, uh, we've got a cannibal. Why not? We've got a fucking mole as well. Yeah. <laughs> I am the mole. <laughs> it's quite literally a mole oh, in the Dungeon of Doom. Christ. Haku's in the house, though. Good to see Haku on AEW. Yeah. Yeah. 
still It'd be like, really good just seeing him pop up every now and then and still yeah. instilling fear upon the hearts of men. Yes. In the corner this of his the man son. that reached into somebody's mouth, I believe, and pulled out the bottom row of teeth <sighs> of the front of a guy's mouth. He also bit a guy's nose. Clean off. For questioning the reality of wrestling. <laughs> Both incidents, I think, happened in airports. But there's so many. There's so many stories. If you've never read up on Haku or Meng, uh, just, just, just Google Haku or Meng stories. And whatever you do, don't meet him at an airport because most of these <laughs> seem to go down at an airport. Well, just don't don't go up to him and be like, wrestling's fake. Are you one of them wrestlers off the TV? <laughs> off the telly? Ain't that all fake? <laughs> I'll show Hooray! you our <laughs> Let's show you. Yeah, I'll bring, I'll bring out Hulk Hogan. Are we getting American made? No, no just like getting, some generic we, army Generic, music. yeah. America... Oh, I got right. This we'll, we'll we'll know how cunty Hulk Hogan has been if he comes out to American Made after all the others have come out to generic music. I hope so badly he does it. I hope he I does. Fucking, I hope so badly. <laughs> I really hope he's gonna. I really think he's gonna. He had an urn in the front row there. That's why Match quickly ran away. <laughs> oh, I hate American Made as well. It's such an awful song. Yeah. And it's not like Rick Derringer isn't, you know, he's not an employee of WWE. You could have just got it, you know. Yes. But no, you went for a Jimmy Hart knockoff. <sighs> what a waste. <laughs> when Hogan came out before Lex. It's that big bend where it just starts. It's awful. He's going he's gonna to have his music in it. They're going to play. Oh, please. Fingers crossed they, now. They're Come gonna on. They're going to do it. Gonna do, do it, it. You cowards. Do it. Do it. They're going to do it. Go on. No. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean. Is he? No. No. Okay, well... We got the hiss of the smoke machines. We can... There's a multitude of reasons. it up like an action man. Multitude of reasons to call Hulk Hogan cunty. That isn't one of them. No. Hulk Hogan at Fall Brawl. Nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> no. He was ace that night. Yeah, he Pop was him. amazing in that promo before where he wouldn't leave the fucking camera alone. <laughs> Have you all came back to swamp him? It's the best. It's just the best. Oh, God. Dub dub they all look like dirty dick. <laughs> they all look like they need to watch. You had war games. You had Pittman and Cobra on so low down the card. Yeah. <laughs> they could have put those two in the war game structure, had a ring each, and yeah. it would have been great. Five stars. Classic. <laughs> Here we go. Big boy one. the people that Here brought you Pepto-Bismol. And the millions watching around the world. There we go. There's your money. That's it. There's, I'll have my hundred grand, please. <laughs> I'll have it all in. I'll have it in five dollar notes, please, in a suitcase. Meanwhile, Bruce is watching all of this, going, "What the fuck? I need a catchphrase. <laughs> I need a catchphrase so bad." <laughs> How about it's nearly time? Let us prepare <laughs> to scramble. <laughs> At this point, um, conversations had begun about a potential heel turn for Hulk Hogan. 
already they'd been mooted and Hogan has shot them all down. He's like, yes. no so Hogan, Hogan uh, he famously says to Eric Bischoff, uh, I think it's, brother, until you've walked a mile in my red and yellow boots, you'll just never understand. <laughs> when he's first presented with the idea of turning heel. Uh, and then slowly he takes some time off and it's not until uh, they're looking for a third man and they've exhausted several options that... Uh, that Hulkster's prepared to talk because he sees the the level of reaction that old Razor's getting and that old Diesel's getting and uh, yeah, he wants a piece of the action. Wants a piece of the action, and it was a smart move. But apparently uh, Sullivan, even right up to the day, uh, Bash at the Beach said like, right, Sting needs to be ready and waiting just in case, and um, make sure that there's an alternate contract because Hogan will 100% try and get out of this. And apparently Hogan turns up at the venue, and immediately his lawyers like. And he's like, and it's like, mm. and he does it eventually, and that's it. And then history is made. It does explain like how like he, re- he very rarely comes out looking anything other than like charismatic. Yeah. But he he walked out looking like a shitting dog. Yeah. <laughs> Shaking like a shitting dog. Yeah. Rather. Like genuinely looked nervous. Yeah. And uh, classic classic uh, promo botch as well. Uh, You're looking at a new world organization, <laughs> brother. <laughs> he gave it another run up, so it was fine. <laughs> I think he called them New World Organization a couple of times. He might have been told yeah. it's New World Order, Terry. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> it is New World Order. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the. Are we, you sure? That's what the t shirts say. Are you sure, though? <laughs> we'll talk more about it next year when we get to Bash at the Beach, but there was some conversation that Yokozuda could have been the third man. Yeah, there's several people. Mabel, interesting to note, Mabel was never, like, seriously seen as the the third guy or mm. reported on as being the third guy apparently despite the stories that are, are doing the rounds yes there was a lot of that going on there's a few, and do you know what good time for mabel to renegotiate a contract yeah <laughs> hey i'm not going to confirm nor deny oh. god i love tenter man why where did your love affair with john tenter begin? I, I just always liked john tenter mm. like, i don't know why he he just Everything about him, he's just a bigger guy that moves like fuck. He's a former sumo wrestler, and sumo is badass. I, I just, I like him. I, mm. I think he's neat. I just <laughs> think he's neat. How do we feel about the shark? Gimmick? I think it's shit. <laughs> I think it's woefully shit. The really happy shark. I'm happy on that his he eventually shark. gets to shed legs. the shark. <laughs> his oh tummy's tummy's a big shark. Oh no, he doesn't get to shed the shark. He becomes the shark after they tried. Uh, what was it? Avalanche. Avalanche, yeah. Just don't understand why it didn't work. Or we'll try shark. Oh. <laughs> Believe me when I tell you, it is sometimes very difficult to get a shark over. Oh, fuck, I've just realised at some point we're going to be watching giant haystacks. He rocks up in WCW toward the end of Loch Ness, doesn't he? <gasps> he does! Yeah. Yes! <laughs> yes! We come back oh, close to Hulk Hogan versus God. Giant Haystacks. We did. Yeah. Oh, he's so bad. God oh. love him. Listen here, Hulk Hogan. I'm going to come and hurt you. He does one promo going for Hogan's life. It's a great little footnote. Fist, 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 press, splash, <laughs> pin. His nasty ass teeth going, come and get you, Hulk Hogan. With this big furry hair coat that he has as Loch Ness. <laughs> it's not quite like sheep fur. It's more just like hair. Rich nice. H- that was a good... That's a good one. I like that. Ted- I like the extra little bit of space here between... You're making use of the space. Yeah. 
So a giant haystacks of... I mean, I was, I was going to say, he's a Yorkshire, he's Lancashire, isn't he, giant haystacks? Yeah, you can't confuse those two. Never get yeah, it twisted. Yeah. I was going to make some comparison to Ridge Holland on SmackDown, but uh, it's Lancashire is giant haystacks. Yeah. Lancashire. Although if you're listening in America, England. <laughs> and in terms of local rivalries, I, I feel it's probably the biggest one because there was kind of a whole war about it. Yes, so. the War of the Roses. <laughs> which is also a very good film. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't very happy with the Lancashire and Yorkshire folk. I mean, a, they must. Be, I want to watch a documentary on that. I I, I, I remember we learned it, it in school, like way back in like middle school, but nothing much beyond it. But it did seem like a really interesting time. Yeah, I'm going to read about the War of the Roses later. That'll be my evening tonight. I'm going to. Watch. I've got the Pillars of the Earth to start finally. My Ooh. mate's going to be buzzing. It's about like uh, kind of the rise of the cathedral and like the, the like the politics that go into that and it's very Game of Thrones okay like, but uh, yeah my mate's like it's, you gotta read it you gotta read it you gotta read it so um, picked it up at Asda for £3.80 and, uh, <laughs> give it a look it's like this thick though <laughs> oh. that's nice I could do with a new book to start I've got audio books I don't feel like they ever count I've got uh no they they count but mm. I I've got a lot of Pratchett still to read because I've got like when they started changing the covers I went and bought as many of the original cover Pratchett's like oh, no, in ah. comes brother Brutai brother 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 Brutai he's he's so deeply undercover he starts fighting I fell over oh that's God. it keep kicking him keep kicking him God bless you Ed Leslie go on Stinger <laughs> do him in <laughs> come on. That's it. Put him on his ass. Pin him. Flopping get him out around. of there. Let him go back and get his 50 grand for just turning up. See, this was the bit that I always thought that, that war games always falls down in. It's the whole idea that you can't do any pins until everybody's in. I don't know how else you get around it, it though. It, when it's done right, though, you get that kind of blood feud aspect to it because by mm. that point, they've been beating the piss out of each other for so long. Yeah. It, it, it's like, and this was an extreme stipulation back then, right? This is, this is you know, this is a no holds barred. Anything goes. Uh, stip. So it, it, it's if you build to it right, I think it works. But yeah, it's very um, you're in for the long haul with quite a lot of war games matches, and then the payoff isn't as great as you think it's going to be, and mm. it can let it down a little bit. Yeah, when not done properly, and and like you say, if it's just about if if if, it be, if they they become just sort of standard matches too much. Yeah, it's glaringly obvious that they can't pin anybody. Yeah, so like it. if it is just like like scrapping in a cage. But they've got that yeah they've got that extra ring to make use of, so they can just scrap and scrap and scrap, and the middle portion and the saggy roof. Mm. It's quite a saggy roof, isn't it? This whole ring is like falling to bits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they on there? I feel like that's going to end badly for them any minute now. Why is there just stuff on top? There's just. <laughs> did you see that? There's just stuff on top of the cage. It's just like one a of the bit shots. Of wood, isn't there? Yeah, it's just like the stuff you put on top of the shed. Would like, it be like the detritus from like the fireworks setup? Maybe it's probably yeah, all the rigs for the uh, the fireworks. There is Hogan quite literally holding Randy Savage back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there. Here we go. In he goes. And Hogan ripped his shirt. Oh, he can't even. As he was getting in, so he can't even cleanly rip his own shirt off. Oh, come on. Oh, for God's sake. Come on, suplex. That was a bit of a, a, a damp squib of a run in. This was is just... what you want. This is You want just the, the fighting. That's what we need. We need more fighting. Big tenter. Nothing he can do will be bad. I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight you. Boston Crab. 
<laughs> oh, they made a little hole in the cage. Now yeah, they can hold Sting back. Pull Sting through. Oh, ref's caught him. Ref's caught him. Oh, master plan was failed. God the Brutus just look at Sting and go, nah. I'm just going to go over here and grab Savage and sit down for five. Just going to rest. Tenta, can you go get him? <laughs> Cheers, mate. Yeah, hang on. Oh, yeah, there we I've go. been in the ring for quite literally ten minutes now. I'm tired. <laughs> Paggered, mate. They're not paying me Brutus money. They ain't getting the performance. That's who, am I, who am I kidding? They were paying him probably nine times Brutus money because I imagine the only the only proviso on Hogan's contract that wasn't about himself was probably for Ed Leslie. What a headline! <laughs> what a headline! Starcade with me, mate. <laughs> oh. oh, John, not you, John. Uh, the John oh, Tenter. Meng's grabbing it. Oh, he's pulling Savage out of the cage. What? Got a whole bloody leg out at an awful angle. This cage is shit. <laughs> it's I know. Still gappy. Not even so gappy. <laughs> Refs try to get it stopped. Like they're gonna stop. Savage is falling out of the cage. <laughs> Nick Patrick's there, like, no, don't. You'll spoil the illusion. <laughs> you pull him out of that cage, it's gonna fuck everything up. Get back in. I'm not getting told off again. Push him back in, Harko slash Meng. Here we go, Stig's. Oh, they've got buffer on the countdown. Three, two, one. Lovely, lovely elbow drops by Sting, by the way. Here comes Kamala. Oh, here we go. See, there's a gimmick that he brought over from the WWE. Yeah. I'm sure he got called Uganda in a few other places. Has a bit of the cage fallen down? Where? Just like in the in the top left corner. I thought I saw it wobbling. I might Probably. Be, I the might the be sides are very wobbly because none of it's connected to each other. <laughs> I think they're all connected via smaller spaces. They're not like welded together or anything. So there's sag. So when Sting was like grabbing on top of the cage, you saw it properly like sagging. What was your experience of doing the cage match at uh, WCPW? Fuck on. Right, fuck on. But once it? it was... once it once Because basically it was like, right, we're getting the blue bar cage. Uh, and it that was also awesome. quite exciting. And, though. Oh, it was exciting. Get it, the blue was, it was like it was, but it, the idea of doing a cage match was really exciting. But then it was mm. like, right, well, this has to be the main event. It's like okay, but the cage takes however long to set up, and it was like right, so we need like twelve people, mm. like as many people as we can to just take the cage out, get it all set up because the cage has like little legs that it slots into, like yeah. these little kind of tubes that are attached to the posts. So it's all kind of like locking in place, but it was just. We had to have like an extra long VT and then a spare VT just in case. Just like buy a couple of time. promo packages just to buy us like five minutes, ten minutes, just so we could get it built. But then after that, it was great. Like, absolutely great. A bit of a fuck on to shoot, I imagine, for the people at ringside. But like, it was, it was, oh. It looked cool it was a good one. watching it on the on the old internet. Well, at least you got to see it. Most of the yeah. most of my experiences were well, I didn't get to see it because it went down, <laughs> and that's your fault. That's all your yeah, fault. Yeah, that's all my fault. <laughs> it's all on you. I thought it was nearly. I thought it nearly made a heel because you had the whole climbing down pin in the ring. Yeah, thought it nearly made a heel. Go on, Lex. Show WWF what they're missing. I mean, it's. It just seems weird, like... I guess it. I guess it's really about the grand scheme things. Because, like, Luger's such a key signing for them. I guess he's in the main event. I don't know why I'm fucking complaining. Bischoff didn't even want him. No. He's not really a key signing at all. Like, Bischoff kind of uh, low-balled him to absolute fuck. 
uh, and wasn't expecting Lex to take the offer, but Lex wanted a fresh start and he took the offer. And then the uh, I think the original plan for that show changed. Yep. So Lex, get on in here. Who was the original plan going to be? Was that going to be Mabel or Yokozuna as well? No idea. I'm sure it's going to be somebody of like a, a name value. Somebody from the Fed. From up north. From the northeast, brother. From the north. I like how in heels they don't say the name, but they always talk about the big company up north. It's like they don't even refer to it as New York. Up north. Oh, them no. up. Them up north. <laughs> We all know what it means. We're all too cool in the modern age to call them New York. And we see a corporate meeting at the, at the promotion up north. And we're like, yeah. ah, that's, that's well as this. <laughs> just before Wild Bill does the thing where he struts around on a plane in just his robe. Which really happened just in time for the Plane Ride from Hell oh, episode. Oh, God. Well, excellent timing. Beautifully timed. 30 seconds. Hogan in last obvs. So is it Sullivan? No, Harker, no, it's Meng, isn't it? Sullivan's not technically in the match. He's a Jimmy Hart type figure. We've got Meng coming in. We've got Meng. Meng's what if Meng comes in and just hits them all with one move and they all fall down? No, that's Hogan's spot. Oh, yeah. Hogan just steps in and they all collapse. Hogan leg Including drops. his own team. They just can't handle the awesomeness of, of, of Brother Mania, brother. Oh, they're fighting! Pulling hair. Pull it. No, come on. Get apart, guys. Get apart. Come Get on. apart. Come on. Ladies, ladies, ladies. What are you ladies. doing? I know that you didn't like some of the commentary on your matches, but, you know, just, just get on with it. It's all right, Lex. Meng, just let him fight. Yeah, what's it, what are you doing breaking him up, Meng? Yeah. Meng, if anything, you should have attacked Sting because they would have kept fighting. <laughs> That's the one thing I do love about Meng. He's just direct with the strikes. Like, they, they, they come thick and fast, those strikes. Yeah. And they, they're all with purpose. Like, the leg never falters. It's always just, like, straight leg, bang. Straight fist, bang. <laughs> Like, it's just, he moves wildly. It's great. He's ever so good. But it's like tamed wildness. It's like precision. Mm. I like him. It's like he doesn't even look when he throws the back kick, and it's just a... I hope, they, I hope we do see more of him in AEW. Like, yeah. I like him he's, a, he's, he's just a really good, like, curiosity character, yeah. and there's so much history there with him that even if he's just a manager, the threat of Meng on the outside is like... Oh, oh yeah! Like okay, like this guy can fuck you up, and he will fuck you up. He will fuck you, and will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like him. I like. I like him to be uh, an author. Make him. Make him general manager. <laughs> <laughs> Do it, Tony. Enough. Beat him to death. <laughs> yeah, he's in every match. He wins every <laughs> title. New team, first ever TBS champion is Mang. What the fuck are you gonna do about it? <laughs> He eats the belt. Brings in the Bullet Club. Turns face against them. <laughs> Crowd go ape shit for multi-champ Meng. <laughs> multi-champ Meng. Multi-champ Meng. All then the belts, defeats Meng. both of his sons in like the main event of like a mega, mega, mega show. <laughs> if he becomes if he becomes popular again, I'd like to see a hashtag like Meng is Peng. <laughs> he was. I mean, he's had his run through New Japan. Uh, like he he was proving quite a popular commodity appearing every now and then oh <laughs> he's brought a coke cheating. with him that's it he's like have a good time brother <laughs> this was the coke i didn't use in the promo earlier yeah this <laughs> is this is to get you through the rest of the match there you go <laughs> please hit savage with it <laughs> i thought he just did 
<laughs> oh, I thought it was Zodiac, sadly. I genuinely thought for a moment it might have been Savage. No coke for you, Tenta. I've run out. <laughs> I needed another baggie on the outside. <laughs> I'm meeting someone just, later. Just lick it off my hands. <laughs> I'm going to keep throwing punches, stick your tongue out. Why is Ed Les? Ed Les is really leaning into those punches when Hoke has coke on his hands. Yeah. He's really leaning into them no, he's, today. He's leaning in and selling like an absolute beast for oh. his best buddy. Oh, he's letting him bite him and everything. Well, you go, coke on your hands, Hulk. Just keep punching me. Is that me. Sting passing some of the coke around? <laughs> you might. This has become a weird coke party. <laughs> like a weird, sexy coke party now. <laughs> it pans out to reveal Al Pacino has been the, the referee this entire time. <laughs> this whole town's a pussy waiting to get fucked. <laughs> I would have settled for cockroaches, but fucking hell, all right. <laughs> <laughs> let's go, let's go deep. Let's go deep. Let's go deep. Literally. <laughs> Hearing Michael Bolton say that was quite a moment. <laughs> In the Jack Sparrow song. Yeah. Dressed as Scarface. Hogan is the ultimate platoon. He's a one-man platoon, is Hogan. He's a one-girl army. Savage is having to choke him out with his T-shirt. Look oh. at Hogan. If I were Tenter, I'd be shaving my head. He does eventually, but... Nah, it's all part of the look. You reckon? Yeah. The old, the old, it's all the part old of egg, it. The old egg in a curtain yeah. look. It's all part of it. <laughs> Nobody, like, I don't know, like, Tent is just, he, he just, he's up there with, like, Bam Bam for me. He just, he's just cool. I just fucking love John Tent. <laughs> it's been nice to see him in a main event. This might be the last time. Yeah. This is the last time. But then when, like, even at, his, at, his, at the height of popularity, I was trying to think if he was ever in a main event. I guess the closest was his match against Hogan at SummerSlam. Yeah. But then I think this might be the only time he actually properly made events outside he's, of like a Royal Rumble. He's like, for sure, for me, he's one of the most underappreciated stars yeah. in in industry history. I just love him. And I'm just, I'm being completely... Biased, no, 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 I believe I, you. I just love him. <laughs> no, I believe you. I believe you. Just And a really sweet guy for yeah, all the I just, I just wish so badly that we still had some John Tenter. Because yeah. imagine him managing somebody now. I don't see him go in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, that would have been nice. It'd be great to hear him just tell some stories one more time. God love him. When did he pass? Was it 2004? 2004, I believe, yeah. Mm, it was a while ago. And he was now. young as well. It was not good. No, but again, like a great legacy. I wonder whether oh, he yeah. will end up in the Hall of Fame. It feels right to put... Is he not? I thought he'd already got in. No. no. I, think so. I know the natural disasters are in the Hall of Fame. They should be. Put them both in at the same time, because yeah. you can have Fred Ottman yeah. doing the thing. Uncle Fred. Okay, Uncle Fred. Uncle Fred. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, I mean, it's about this time they're starting to pick people for the Hall of Fame, aren't they? I think so, yeah. Natural Disasters first ballot. Is there anybody else that would probably be more... I'm trying to think. ...fitting? Um, CM Punk. CM Punk. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, we'll never see Daniel Bryan in the Hall of Fame now. No, we might. I, I... He kept it. Oh, my God. One with a camel clutch. There we go. Via Ed Leslie. Hogan gets the dub. <laughs> Very out of nowhere. They're friends now. <laughs> Hogan just shoved him away. Oh, well, yeah, oh, that was get it. Get down there. Get down there, Sullivan. Get down there, Sullivan, in your red and yellow. <laughs> it's almost like fate. It's almost like you planned your attire. <laughs> get yeah. down there. Start pretending you, you can't hear the, the crowd very well. Have you seen Squid Game yet? Uh, one episode. Okay, so right. I was going to make a Squid yeah. Game joke, but it would ruin uh, a future episode, <laughs> so I won't. I'll hold fire on it. It reminds me of a scene from there. Is it Jim? That's Jim Hurd, isn't it? I think so. That's old Pizza Hut man Jim Hurd. I feel really cheated if I was Kevin Sullivan because this stick was dropped in verylastminute.com. Yeah. It can't be legally binding. Despite the fact that Jim Hurd's there just pointing and going, well, this is da, it. Da, da. He's probably stood there going, Hurd, am I getting paid again for this? <laughs> Do I get a double pay? <laughs> <laughs> Mang just trying to kick him. Mang tried one furtive attempt and kick him and, ah, fuck it, I'm going to <laughs> go to the showers. See you later, mate. I love how little <laughs> Meg tried to save Kevin Sullivan. In fact, it looked like he was trying to kick Sullivan. Like, oh, this is all your fault. Give him one little go for just for good measure. Your strategy failed. Look at him. Look at him cowering beneath the mighty stack of man that is Hulk Hogan. So five minutes with Hogan. What's Hogan going to do? Just, just, I'll oh, just... Just twat him into the cage many times. Do you think they, they changed out all of the bulbs and all of the lights for Hogan matches for, for basically hot dog heat lamps? Because he always... It looks like he progressively tans as he wrestles. <laughs> he gets darker, doesn't he? Yeah, it's like... I mean, he's obviously just getting blown up because he gets red. Yeah. But it, like, it, it just seems like his tan gets more and more leathery He looks he, as the match goes on. He looks more like a handbag as the match yeah. progresses. Like, no, that's not five minutes. <laughs> They did say inside the cage, Kevin. Get back in there. <laughs> you too, Terry. Come on. Sully just bouncing like a. You like can't a take beast. the piss. This was a last minute amendment to the contract. <laughs> Don't take the piss. That's it. Get back in there. Why does Kevin Sullivan remind me a little bit of like a like a, a, a like a podgy Bill Bailey? Kevin Sullivan is basically like Kevin Sullivan here is essentially what I think my wrestling career would amount to. If I ever tried. <laughs> just like go out there, get beat up, look a bit funny in some trunks. Get a bit battered. Yeah. But you want that kind of heat where, like, <laughs> you want to be a manager that <laughs> if the client loses, you get five minutes with the goodie and the crowd losing their The thing mind. as well here is, like, <laughs> Lovely bump. Sullivan, like, Sullivan My here son. is quite comical, right? It's quite a funny, you know, the, the dungeon He's a funny doom. boy. But at the same time, in, like, back in the day, in territory days, Sullivan was, like, hot product. He, mm. was, he was evil. He was... Oh, we, I'm oh, talking no, hot! Oh, here we go. It's bloody Andre's son, and he's just <laughs> had his hair done. <laughs> you never be Majestic in the breeze. Look at it flow. <laughs> but it, it's like Sullivan was like a real proper heel back in the day. 
And now he's kind of relegated to this comedy strangeness. He's being saved, though, by the son of... Ar- oh! Imagine when it... Imagine Big Show being the that nimble. Moves, Jesus! Man. This is it. Like, how can't... Like, look at that. If he'd stayed in shape... He used to hit a moonsault, man. He'd been champion for 20 years. <laughs> I, I loved the giant as a kid. I, mm. I, I, I was gutted when he cut his hair. I was so gutted when he cut his hair off. When he, when he joined the WWF yeah. as the big man. I was so good because I love the look of him. Like, everything about the giant, I think, is great. Chokeslam. Oh. Oh, that's oh, the, it. Crushes skull. Oh, the old twisty neck gimmick. Ah, oh, there, break it. Ah, <sighs> oh, that's it. What's Hulkamania going to do now, eh? Now his head's fallen off. Yeah, now the giant's running wild on you. He's going to do all that coke up that's left on the floor. That's what well, I'm doing. down here, brother, brother, brother. He's quickly boofing some as well. Oh, the baby faces are here to save the day, I presume. I hear cheers. No, it was an advert for a new Muller Light yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! I like a fruit corner! Oh, my God. Oh, chocolate hoops. Berries and cream. <laughs> Oh, well, the giant has broken the neck of Hulk Hogan. I mean, this is a guy who's still very green, so do yes. give him a finish that's dead simple oh, yeah, to do. Yeah. But he's, I mean, like, just look at him. Yeah. But yeah, when seeing how agile he is back around this time, it, it's something to properly behold. Mm. <laughs> if your car is registration FD46... <laughs> that would be a UK pay-per-view, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Attention, please. If your car blocking the St. John's ambulance. If you're a, uh, <laughs> if you're a Nissan Leaf with the red, could the owner of the purple Ford Escort? <laughs> please die. It's an awful car. <laughs> I kid, I kid. They're fine. I like how like Hogan's neck may be broken and the music's just playing in the background. <laughs> please drive safely. People are just filtering out. Let's get ready to leave the venue. Uh, we get credits. Director Craig Leathers. Technical director now, Rick Fashner. Do you not think that WWE should do this? Like properly credit it's, the team. It's a weird one because WWE obviously, they present it like sports and you don't get credits at the end of a football match, do you? Fair. So it, it's sort of like, it's it's that sort of dynamic, isn't it? When you give it credits like this, you're kind of acknowledging that it's TV. Unless it's all, you know, these, where you've got, like, you know, camera assistant and, yeah. like, lighting riggers and, like, floor managers Gaffer. and gaffers and video projection, pyro. But then you kind of get down to other stuff. It, it's like, how far do you go? Because then if you start crediting, like, if WWE start crediting, uh, say, the camera guys... They then have to credit the writers at this time as well, which True. And then it's because the writers would maybe get a bit pissed off they weren't being credited. Then it's like, okay, well, because I mean, for this in 1995, it's a bit like credits, so it was a bit woo. Mm. Like, okay. VP production was David F. Crockett, and the senior vice president is Eric Bischoff. Yes, he's going to become more and more <sighs> important as these episodes go on. More on that as we get it. So that was Fall Brawl 1995. Yeah. Did you have a lovely time? It was so, all right. Uh, it was all right, wasn't it? Yeah, as I said, an all right night of wrestling ruined by a <laughs> shitty ending. <laughs> <laughs> Good shout. Favorite match of the night? Uh, probably on. Yeah? Yeah, yeah I, I did enjoy on. But I mean, the main event for its absolute hokiness. I like the sheer yeah, it, bollocks of that. It's it's absolute shit. Yeah. But there's nothing that can quite touch it in terms of shit. <laughs> like for this this kind of era, this is like 
you know, oh god. I think Pillman and Be Bad. Oh yeah, in ring was in fact, yeah, superb. that was fantastic. But yeah. then, as you say, for the sheer bollocks. Yeah. Main event. <laughs> the bollocks that continues next time on the Cold Hollow Classic Nitro Review. He is at Less Defined. I'm at Tom Campbell. We're out of time! For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.